Welcome we back to the Hank Strange situation. All right, guys, we're about Watch to do this. Make sure you subscribe, thumbs up, ring the bell so you can be notified when we go live. And we are live right now with Mr. Colin Noir. Welcome back to the Who Moved My Freedom podcast, man. What's going on? Uh, a lot. <laughs> I want to say, I want to say nothing much, but there's a lot of stuff going on here. This is episode four one one, so you guys are getting the four one one on Colin Noir. It's like good numbers. I don't know if you, I don't know if you're into numerology or anything like that. You know. So uh, yeah, it looks like everything's good here. We got a bunch of people coming in. Before we get into this here, I'm just gonna ask everyone to thumbs up this video, share it, com leave your comments in here. We'll try to get to uh, questions from folks out there um, as soon as we can. Also, subscribe here to the channel. If you're not already subscribed, this is Lifestyles of the Locked and Loaded. And uh, ring the bell so you can be notified whenever we go live. All right, Colin Noir, what's the deal? Yes, sir. Nothing <laughs> much. Man. Just work, working, working like a madman, per yeah. usual. Okay. Are you... Are you um, are you like multitasking right now? <laughs> <Are> you... <laughs> My brain's weird, man. I actually. I... Oh, and then you fro you froze for a sec. Uh, because I've been reading this book called The One Thing. It tells you you truly can't multitask. Mm -hmm. uh, but I feel like when I'm multitasking, I'm, I focus better, which I don't really know how true that is. I feel like I get more distracted if I'm singularly focused. Right. Yeah. Or 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 I just need medication. One or two. Yeah, you know, <laughs> or, yeah, or both, or both of those. <laughs> I think it depends what I'm doing. If I'm editing, I have to be distracted by something. Gotcha. Yeah, because it's it's like I, I I think I'm very good at editing. If I could say I'm good mm -hmm. at anything, but I hate editing. Uh -huh. So you see, it, I have a love hate relationship with it. Like back in the day when when things were moving a lot slower, and I could get away with putting out fewer videos at a time. I used to enjoy the process. I used to enjoy the creative process. I used to I used to go sit down. I'd have like a glass of whiskey. You know, I'd have my mood music playing in the background. Right, and right. Just I'd hit it. I'd zone and and just me posting it on my story sometimes. Well, back in the day, um, but nowadays it's just a burden because it's like I got to get this thing out. I got to get this thing out mm -hmm. without sacrificing any quality involved. So. Even though I still do that, it's more of a burden now than it was a kind of enjoying the process, which I think is not a good thing. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sure folks out there would imagine you have a whole staff of people out there. You know, you've got probably like five editors and different producers and, you know, someone does your, your graphics and your animation. So yeah. um, if it was NRA, if it was an NRA show, then yeah. Mm -hmm. But for my own personal stuff, no. You're on I your mean, own. Yeah, I'm pretty much completely, utterly on my own. I have a, I have a videographer that I work with from time to time, but he's not my full time videographer. Um, so for me, uh, a lot of it I have to do on my own: the filming, the shooting. Um, he's coming on more often now, mm -hmm. so that's taking a big load off of. Me. Doing more mm -hmm. <laughs> to to pump out more stuff. So I, I, and so the, the, the alleviation that I was supposed to get, I don't really get because I just end up filling that space with more work. OK, cool. Yeah. I don't know if anyone out there is seeing the breaks. I know like we're probably get. I think we might be suffering a little bit from whatever's going on on the Internet. You know, there's like a social media thing going on. 
that someone broke the internet. I don't know what happened. I don't know who dropped a new song or whatever it is <laughs> that broke the internet. Um, so if anyone sees that, just like bear with us. We'll, we'll try to get through it. Um, I know there's some people that, that have done some super chat, so I want to thank those folks. Andrew says he's looking forward to the show. Jim Gregory says, uh, just thanks to Colin for all he's done to further the cause. Thank you, brother. That's from Jim Gregory. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah. So on, on my end here, there's like super chats and stuff like that coming through. Do you do live stuff on your YouTube channel? As of now, no. I'm uh okay. Looks like it's just is always is the thing. Um, people people always want like when I when people ask me to do certain things and then I kinda hesitate. It, they they think it's kind of me mm-hmm. being an asshole, really. It's just I don't want to say yes and then end up having having to back out like I was supposed to do um skips tactical podcast mm-hmm. um and i had to back out last minute because something came up or no i actually had a conflict of schedule mm-hmm. and, and so i had to back yeah. out of that so i'll probably be doing hers in the near future and okay, i try cool. to avoid doing it as much as possible yeah cool shout out to skips tactical good woman out there you know fighting for the second amendment serving her country doing good things uh we, we've yeah. had her on here a few times Let's see. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Christian Gress says, uh, welcome to the show, Coleone. We've got some people coming in, so I'm giving everyone a chance to come in. Yeah. As you guys come in, thumbs ups. We'll, we'll probably get to some questions here. Uh, we've got Gunstreamer out there as well. I don't know if you ever heard of Gunstreamer. Gunstreamer, Gunstreamer. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, if you don't know, Gunstreamer is a platform a lot like YouTube. They have an iPhone, Android app. Yeah, yeah. Um, they've got a lot of good things going on. So let's see. Brian Quick says, "Does the counselor Coleon pay play Billy Ocean for mute music?" Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> <Got> some... <laughs> Billy Ocean. You know, I'm, saying, no. I'm, I'm a little. I'm a. I like. I like Billy. Well, I, I've, I've been known to post some of his stuff on uh, IG. Yeah. Every once in a while. Uh, so. Okay. I, mean, I, I, I guess you could say yeah. What's that dude from from ATL that did uh, drop it like a salt shaker? Drop it like a salt shaker. <laughs> What's who is that, uh, Lola? Uh, uh, damn, who is that? Smooth like Billy Ocean. <laughs> I can't. I can't remember the whole song. Don't even get me started on that. I'm too old school. I'm old school hip hop. So yeah, <laughs> lots of people are coming in here. Um, here's what I'm gonna do, man. I'm gonna try to get to some stuff that I think people would like to know about you. Do you have any like ground rules here? Is there stuff that you cannot get into, questions you can't answer and stuff like that? Say it again? Yeah, do you uh, do you have any ground rules? Is there stuff that you're that you're not allowed to talk about? You know. Oh, if, if it comes up, I'll say that. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah, just let us know. Um and like I said, man, lots of people thanking you for coming on the show. Gibson Fender thanks you. So let's start right now. Um, what is going on with you, NRA, NRA TV, man? I think that's the big thing, everyone. Let's just jump into it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's your status, yo? <laughs> the status is the status. Um, NRA TV as of now is done as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, no longer doing any shows through NRA TV. Uh, but with me, I just, I keep trugging along. I never, I don't, I, my, my foot stays on the gas pedal. Right. So that's, that's pretty much the long and short of it. Yeah. You were, you were working before this. So now you, um, I think we all know, uh, you can tell me if I'm incorrect here, but you're, you're an employee of Ackerman McQueen, not NRA, right? 
So the work I was doing with NRA was through Ackerman McQueen. They were the agency on record for the NRA. Okay. Um, they thus had a, they thus had a falling out, and as a result of that, um, as you saw, NRA TV went down. So now things are just kind of up in the air in limbo. Okay. So what's your uh, what's your relationship with the NRA? Are you commu- in communication with anyone at the NRA? Not in particular. No, I haven't no. had anyone reach out to me or, t- or speak to me. Okay. And all, uh, how long has that been? Been a little bit. <laughs> really? Okay. I, 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 yeah, yeah, it's been a minute. So, um, like, people I, I in the NRA probably, you thought you were cool uh, with or something, someone would at least, like, say, yo, what's up with you, man? How you doing? I think there's a lot. Hell? I think there's a Okay, sorry. I think there's a lot going on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's a lot in the way of distraction. So for me, I the way I, like I said, what I do, my foot stays on the pedal. So mm-hmm. whenever the whenever the dust settles, we'll see how it looks and we'll see we'll see what goes. Right. Okay. So what about Ackerman McQueen? Are you talking with those guys? Uh, let me say that Break again. Say yeah. So what about Ackerman McQueen? Are you in communication with them? My relationship with them is strictly basically NRA TV. Okay. So since that's not, yeah. So since NRA TV is kaputs. It is what it is. Yeah. So what's up with you, man? Are you just like lonely right now? Is anyone talking to you? Are you? Do you feel like the like the redheaded stepchild of the Second Uh, Amendment movement? What the hell? I'm a proverbial lone wolf. I've always Mm -hmm. kind of been that way. Uh, So for me, it's 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 a non-starter to be honest with you. Like I I've I've taken this platform that I have that I've had for over twelve years now, Mm -hmm. and I continue to just move it forward. Um, whoever wants to attach themselves to it, you know, mm-hmm. so be it. We can have that conversation. But mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned, uh, my passion lies with this, with the movement, um, with right. the Second Amendment. That's that's where it exists, and that's where it will always stay. So I'll keep moving forward with that. Mm-hmm. Anything yeah. like that. Okay, Everything I think we lost that last part. Okay. I'm not sure what the deal uh, is with that. Yeah, the last the yes. last few words yeah, there. The, if you can go over, the internet sucks today. Yeah. Um, no, what I was saying was, for me, there's there's no bad blood between me and anyone or any organization at all. Um, everything is copacetic on my end. So with me, I just continue to move forward. Okay. All right. Good. Good. So um, I don't know how where like I'm trying to figure out where we should start with this to uh, to really go back because I think there's there, folks out there mm-hmm. feel like with. Um, with the whole breakup that's going on with the NRA, all the drama and everything that's happening recently, I'm going to take it back to it really started breaking maybe two weeks or something like that before NRA show. Mm-hmm. Um, how did that all unfold for you? Because, you know, there's there's lots of folks out there who think that you are in the know of everything that's going on there. So Man, did, let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. Uh, answer a lot of questions that people like to ask me and when I tell them that I don't know they don't believe me right. I all of the information all of the information what somebody said close my windows uh, all of, I'm why I have the live up on this side up here yeah um, yeah if you do have some stuff open maybe uh, you know maybe you can close it I don't know if it's gonna work I think for anyone who's mean? seeing all the, the yeah like if you have stuff open if you can minimize uh, them maybe minimize them would help Let's see um, here. Cause I do have I do have a, a quadrillion windows open at one time usually. Oh okay, yeah. That, yeah. Let's see. Okay. All right, let's get out of Spotify. Let's yeah. get out of Evernote. Yeah. Let's get out of. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, dude. <laughs> wow. <laughs> let's see here. 
my, my, my if you want to if you want a deep insight into how my brain works, just look at my computer at any given moment. It'll tell you everything you need to know. Oh, I believe it. I believe it, man. I'm sure there's a bunch of stuff going on all the time. Yeah. So, all right. So I closed yeah. out of pretty much everything. Okay. Yeah, it still may take a couple of minutes for everyone to catch up. By the way, for everyone who's out there joining us, smash the thumbs ups if you can. We appreciate it while we've got a little break going on here. Smash the thumbs ups. I am going to shout out people that do Super Chat stuff. I'll probably try to hold it till towards the end just so we can get some conversation in here while everything's good. Uh, You know what? If If you don't like us, you can do the thumbs down. Either one doesn't matter. You know, it's all good. Um... And then we'll try we'll try to get as many things in here as we can in the time. We're gonna be going till nine. Are you still closing windows? Yes. <laughs> you thought I was joking. <laughs> someone says it's the someone says it's the porn. It's the porn? Not on this computer. Yeah, yeah. You got a special <laughs> computer for that? Do you have a boy? If should anything happen to you, do you have assigned people to go in and clear, <laughs> clear out all your cookies? Man, yeah, I, 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 I don't have anybody. I don't. I don't have anybody to answer to, so the cookies stay open. <laughs> oh really? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, we might find out some things, but you won't be. You won't be here, so it's not gonna matter. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it won't matter. All right, let's see. We'll try. We'll try to get this now. With I can't. I don't. What was I asking you? I think I was asking you about. Um, you know, the folks out there have a, like an idea of what's going on. So I was trying to get from you how this whole thing mm-hmm. unfolded. You, I think you were saying that people think you're in the know when you're not yeah. necessarily in the know. You're just out there doing a job, right? I'm- Pretty much for the most part, I, I I'm I'm kind of a, a head down all all full steam ahead kind of guy, mm-hmm. and there's so many so many moving parts that I have going on in my life right now in terms of what I do that it it's I get kind of pull me out to get me to focus on other stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, people have to talk talk me into like going out and stuff like that. But for the most part, all of the information that I gather regarding this whole dynamic going on with the NRA, honestly, is born from the same articles that everybody else has access to. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of the stuff I'm finding out as the articles are being as the articles are being released. So uh, I learned about NRA TV going down by way of an article. Mm-hmm. So for me, so I'm pretty much in the same position as just about everybody else. Yeah. Um, incredibly hopeful. Every, like when the dust settles, I think everything. I think you know, thing will, everything will be on the up and up, and we can get back on track and do what we need to be doing for this right. Um, but right now, that things are pretty much in a limbo. Okay. Are you bound by any NDAs or anything like that? Nope. No. Okay. All right. Yeah. Good. So, for, so what would you say to the people out there that are saying like, okay, all of this stuff is going on with the NRA. We don't hear from Colin Noir. We don't know where he's at with bump stocks or suppressors, and you know, they just want to hear from you. What would you say to those people? Huh? Yeah. What would you say in response? Do yeah, I've, I've, I've made pretty blatant statements about bump stocks. I okay. think a lot of people I think what a lot of people don't understand is 
one, when I'm when I'm especially when I'm filming and I'm traveling, it's hard for me to put videos out on YouTube. So mm-hmm. sometimes what I'll do is I'll put I'll make statements via open letters. Like for instance, the Philando the Philando Castillo situation, right? Mm-hmm. I found out about the verdict being handed down when I was getting off a plane, getting ready to film something in Utah. So at that moment, I'm walking to the airport. I get a call from the Guardian, and like we would like to get your thoughts on what, on the verdict for Philando Castillo. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like I just got off a plane. So at that moment, I went back to where I was staying and literally opened my my uh, opened my laptop and typed out 500 word. Um, open letter about the situation mm-hmm. um, and put it and pass it out there because I didn't have the camera equipment set up where I could put it, put together a video and then just say something about it. Same thing with the bomb stock thing. Um, I put out several tweets about my um, with my blog or I wrote a post about it on my blog and then I've done I did ended up doing several interviews where I was asked explicitly, you know, how do I feel about bomb stocks and do I think they should be banned? And I was like, nope. Mm-hmm. So I, I think what ends up happening is because the audience that I have is, I don't want to say sex segmented is the wrong word, but I, I have a large audience on multiple platforms. So I have I have a large, a large audience on Instagram. I have a large audience on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And right. then there's not a lot of cross-pollination between those two because, for instance, Instagram skews a lot younger, mm-hmm. um, whereas Facebook tends to skew a lot older. And so the people who are on Facebook generally aren't going to be on Instagram and vice versa. So yeah. if I put something out on, on Instagram or Facebook, they on Instagram, they might not see it on Facebook or may not see it on YouTube, so forth and so on. Yeah. So I think that's what might have happened in that regard with people in terms of my stance on the bump stock, um, how it could be missed or lost on a lot of people. But I, I've spoken up about it and I've said my piece about it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you know, I, like like you said, I think that you have spoken up about it. But for those people who haven't heard about it, what what's your opinion? Can we go back to because right now I think there's court cases and all that going on. There's uh, lawyers for families and stuff like that suing, suing the gun companies right now. I, you know, all the stuff. I, I, I thought so when when the bump stock decision was handed down. Well, that's the bump stock decision. When the whole debacle regarding the bump stock mm-hmm. situation came down for me. I, I, I was right there watching what was going on, especially in Congress. And there were a lot of Republican senators who were willing to bring a bill to the floor to ban bump stocks. And for them, a lot of these congressmen were either the people who barely won the district or they were in purple states. Mm-hmm. And you had, you, had one, you had one senator out of Florida who was literally bringing the bill on his own accord. And this is a Republican we're talking about here. Yeah, I think a lot of, yeah, I think a lot of people misconstrue. Yeah, like Republicans aren't. A lot of these Republican congressmen are not gun people. Nope. They're not. They really honestly follow lockstep and just to go the opposite direction, like was the case with the senator in Florida who wanted to bring the bump stock bill to the floor. Now, taking that into account, you have to understand this. If I'm a congressman and all I'm worried about is, is my votes and my elections, and I have a constituency that's kind of down the middle on the issue. When you talk about bump stocks, remember the, the congressman is not gun is not a gun guy, and a lot of the constituency on gun people, and so all they see is a piece of plastic that turns a gun into a fully automatic weapon. Mm-hmm. So now, what you so from the from the politician's mindset, he's like, wait, so you mean to tell me I'm going to have to be on record defending machine guns, because that's what the constituency hears. Mm-hmm. So it makes them scared, and they say, okay, well, it's not a gun, so it's I'm not going to get a lot of blowback from. So let me go ahead and just ban. Let me just go ahead and propose to ban this piece of plastic because you know what? I'm going to look like the hero, right? Mm-hmm. And so, to my constituency on the other side, that's a little more moderate. Um, 
he needs a good internet connection. I have fiber wire. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, I don't think we could do much about this. I think it's just the way the internet's going today. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it could be, I, I'm, I, we don't know who it is right now. I, and I don't think it's either one of us. Like, we've got everything shut yeah, down here. Yeah. On our side, yeah, it's just the, the internet's going real bad today. And I think what people don't understand about the internet is that there's not a lot of people that are servers, that have servers going. You know what I mean? There's yeah. a there's a few companies out there that really have the server farms, and everyone else is beholding to them. <laughs> and we actually need to change that. <laughs> we need to change that. And this is probably the reason why. Because when one thing goes down, it kind of has a ripple effect. Like IG's not working. It's not doing anything with Facebook. You know, um, so everyone and then with everyone else piling on to the other social medias that are working, that slows everything down even more. So um, that's what we got going on. So whatever, we'll get through it, you know. (laughs) So. um, Tunis, in a sense, they say, I don't have to I want to be on record defending machine guns. And then at the same time, I can look like a hero to the people, to my constituency that's a little more centrist. So uh, especially on the issue of firearms. So it's like, OK, let's ban this thing that turns guns into machine guns. That's what mm-hmm. we're going to do. We're going to we're going to jump on it before the other people do. Right. Mm-hmm. Problem with that is the NRA, as far as I knew, didn't want to ban, didn't want them banned. However, okay. at the same time, you're still asking a congressman who is not a gun guy, who's only worried about elections to defend what he essentially thinks is a machine gun. Mm hmm. So what, so what ends up happening is there is a there's a change of strategy that needs to take place, right? It's, I, I call it providing cover, right? And so the way I looked at it, and I, I agreed with the strategy, um, and, and this strategy inevitably didn't work. And I'll tell you, and I'll get to the right. reason. Are why. we talking about the whole like three D chess thing that came up? Exactly. That, exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so the strategy, because I'll tell you what. So for me, I look at the situation and being as close as I was to it, I could see the the, 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 the vehement pushback, so to speak, and just say, you know what? Nope. No banning. That's it. Right. Mm-hmm. We would have lost. That was an absolute guaranteed loss. So there was a calculated risk. There was the idea that, you know what? And I'm not speaking for them. I'm, I'm telling you from my observation, this is what I think went down. There was this notion that, that says, all right, we have the ATF over here who has ruled on these bump stocks multiple times. We don't have the time. We just had one of the worst mass shootings in this country's history. We don't have time to sit here and educate. We don't have the time to educate the public on the distinctions between a bump stock, fully automatic, semi-automatic, all of that stuff, especially if it goes to the floor in Congress, because they were pushing that through because they knew that the emotions were very high right now, and they, were be, they would be able to garner the sentiment. They would be able to garner a positive sentiment for a, a bill that not only banned bump stocks, but a ton of other stuff um, on the floor of Congress, surely based off of the emotion alone. That's funny. Somebody said they're always jamming the feet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? <laughs> From this perspective, um, what, 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 I, what I looked at as the strategy was to say, let's punt it over to the ATF so that Congress, so no one, in, no one in Congress even has to vote on it. None of these Republicans who are kind of scared and kind of light-footed on the issue don't even have to vote on it and be on record voting for it. Mm-hmm. And so you punt that over to the ATF and like the ATF, the same organization that's ruled on the bump stock twice in our favor. You punt it over to them. By the time they go through the entire process, the comment process, and all of those things, it, I mean the emotion, the emotions of what had happened would have would have died down a bit, mm-hmm. right? So they thought, the, like strategy-wise, they thought those guys wouldn't change their mind because they looked at it 
tw- two, three times already before that. Not only, not only would they not change their minds, they technically couldn't. Right. And and in, and when the NRA handed out, when the NRA made this, you got to remember that statement was made by lawyers, mm-hmm. right? So I understood why people read it and was like, oh my God, they're telling them to ban. I was like, that was a statement made by lawyers. And at the same time, if I'm if I'm trying to tell you to. Attention to hand over here that actually has a rock in it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to write a statement that's going to sound like it's doing one thing when it's really doing another. And mm-hmm. so what it is, it's punting over to the ATF. Mm-hmm. The, the, the one of the directors at the ATF is literally like, they know we can't do anything with this. That's right. why they're punting it to us. So he literally said. So and I think were you aware that like, uh, did you see the things where um, LaPierre, I think even Chris Cox were coming out and saying that they that the NRA wasn't for machine guns anyway. You know that they supported the ban on machine guns and things like that. Did you see any of that information that was coming out? Okay, but that was out there at the time. Was it? Yeah. Was was it? Was that what they said? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, because uh, Lapierre did an interview at the time. This wasn't even like old stuff. He did mm. an interview where at the you time know, I, he. I do remember. I do remember that interview. There was a subsequent one too where he pulled back on that statement as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. there was. There was because I remember seeing that interview and I went, "What's going yeah. on?" Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Um, Again, cover. But the biggest fear, I think, was the idea that these these senators were going to be on record defending machine guns. Mm-hmm. Now, you and I don't have a problem with that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But we are talking about people who are not gun people, and we're already we're we're, we're struggling we're struggling now to keep them from trying to ban semi-automatic rifles. Yeah, right. Well, so Much how did that sh- flip? So how did that flip though? If we, if if we thought and 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 we all debated this, I'm not trying to you know yeah. re-argue that whole thing. I think it was like everyone got up in arms. Everyone was going at each other. I'm included in that whole thing. How did uh-huh. how did it come out this way when when there were there were people who thought, yeah, there's no way they're gonna look at this and go, nope, we already said these aren't machine guns. How did that all flip? Trump. Okay. Long and short of it. That's that's the long and short of it. Everything was going just fine. Literally, mm-hmm. they went went through the review process. They were pretty much going to come out with the same same conclusion that they came out with before. Mm-hmm. Then Trump directed them to ban them so, unilaterally. Yeah. So um, I don't know what your relationship is with Trump. Uh, do you even have one? You're right. I, I, I said I don't know what your relationship. Uh, I don't know what your relationship is with Trump. Do you have one? Uh, no, I've never actually met Trump. Okay. I met Trump Jr. Trump Jr. Okay. Do you guys have a relationship? Are you cool? Text um, each other? Yeah, pretty. I'm, I mean, like we don't we don't fall asleep on the phone together or anything like that. But you know, <laughs> thanks. Good, good, good <laughs> for know, that. I've talked talked talk, I've, I've talked to him a couple times. Okay. So yeah. so um, I mean, let's go. Let's step back a second. Even when the NRA came out and supported Trump and all that kind of stuff, right? And said they just anointed him. This is going to be like our president. and He's a gun guy. Where were you at on that? Because I remember um, being at like Shot Show or something. Like what? That where did this? How this happen? Right, repeat that last part again. Yeah. One more time. So remember, do you remember when the NRA came out and anointed Trump as a gun guy? And this, you know, this mm-hmm. is our dude. You know, where were yeah. you at on that? And then can you compare that to when, you know, like you just said, he's the one that pushed for this ban on bump stocks. You know, did 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 he uh, ch- did he change or do Man, you you're freezing on me? Yeah, I know. It's uh, freezing up a little bit. Where, where are you at on Trump and, and, and the NRA coming up? I I, uh, so where am I at with Trump now? Yeah. Where were you at when the NRA anointed him? And then where where were you when he's the mm-hmm. one that came out and did this? 
How did that? I was, did that fine, with, I was, I was fine with Trump initially, still very much into them for the most part. But what I will say is that he's demonstrated a lot of ignorance on the issue. Mm-hmm. I, I think with, with Trump, like the way he saw it, like I said, I can't speak for him. I'm not him. But I, from my perception is he saw it as a piece of plastic. Therefore, it's not a gun. Therefore, I can do whatever I want with it, get rid of it. Mm-hmm. He was getting he was getting a lot of flack. He was getting a lot of pushback about the bump stock thing. He thought he could throw it. He thought he could throw the other side of bone. Yeah. And so it was a piece of plastic and nothing more, nothing less. Yeah. And so people have to understand just because people are Republicans does not mean that they are gun people. Right. And so what ends up happening. And then not only that. They or, don't the, or because they say they're gun people doesn't mean they understand the Second Amendment or the you know, or, or what that means. OK, I know we just broke up again. It's like we, we live this. Mm-hmm. Did it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, say that again. So we live this, right? So we follow it extremely closely. A lot of those guys in Congress don't, mm-hmm. right? You know, they, they have their own motivations. They have their own agendas. Now, it is left to us to be as loud as possible to make them hear us. But for the most part, they, they're largely ignorant on firearms. They don't know very much about them. And to be honest with you, I think their position on them is rather apathetic. I think it's contingent on whether or not it allows them to continue to hold on to their constituency. As long as they continue to do that, they're, they're pro two way. I think the moment that they're in a position where they can get away from doing that and it would garner them another another uh, another group of constituents, they'll do that in a heartbeat. I think that's what we need to understand about these politicians is that they are representatives that we elected mm-hmm. and we need to hold them accountable and hold them to the fire because they will flip flop to whatever event, whatever uh, serves to their advantage. Yeah. Who do you think is giving Trump information about guns? He obviously doesn't know anything about it. He thinks that like to think that the bump stock thing was just, you know, plastic. Who's giving him information? I have not the slightest clue. Okay. I would assume, I mean, because because like even take even take the most recent statement which I tweeted about about suppressors, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. To me, again, that's that's no different than the bump stock thing. I think this is a man who largely doesn't know that much about firearms, and saw a suppressor and thought that's not a gun, therefore not protected under the Second Amendment. I don't like him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> what? Which is, but it's it's ironic because then his because his son was <laughs> one of the biggest voices for pushing the Hearing Protection Act. Mm-hmm. You know, so that which goes to tell you there's a disconnect of information. And so from that perspective, what we have to understand when it comes to when it comes is he is not a gun guy. Mm -hmm. He's not. And so in his mind, he has he kind of has a very myopic view of the Second Amendment from the standpoint that it only applies to guns. That's it. I think when it comes to the matter or the issue of guns, I don't think we have anything to worry about. Like. However, when it comes to ancillary aspects of firearms, when it comes to bump stocks, suppressors, things of that nature, then I think we, that's where things get a little dicey with respect to Trump. Because, like I said before, he's not he's not a, he's not a gun guy. Mm-hmm. And so the, the level of depth that we you and I would get into with respect to the Second Amendment wouldn't uh, is not going to be to the same degree that Trump would. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very surface level. Yeah. Have you ever have you ever asked Junior, like, dude, what's up with your old man? You know, can you talk to him? No, nah, we know. We know. I mean, like I said, I've spoken to him, but we ain't that cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's like if I was talking to him, that's the one conversation I want to have. I mean, I'm a New Yorker, yeah. so I understand how like New Yorkers think. You have, you have to like get to the meat. Yeah. No, uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, like, like I said, I, I don't have a direct line of communication with right. Junior. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think we're all on our own when it comes to that. And I think that's an unfortunate reality. Uh, some of us realized it. there's lots of people out there that were very happy for, for Trump to be the guy. I think ultimately, you know, we all made that those decisions and, and people voted for him or didn't. You know, lots of gun guys did vote for him yep. and, and we're disappointed. Yep. Uh, I'm still. Would I no, no, me neither. Yeah. I don't want. I wouldn't want Hillary up there. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that would be a, a lot worse situation. Every single opportunity here, I think we would have taken huge losses. The problem is here that every time something happens, we're kind of like backsliding a little bit, trying to appease people. Um, I think the thing is, is like we, the Second Amendment. I look at the Second Amendment as as a, like a castle, right? Mm -hmm. And the the problem with it being a castle is that. It doesn't matter. Like people always like to say about the NRA, you know, they're always playing defense. They kind of have to. That's just the nature of defending the Second Amendment. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's, a, it's a castle that's constantly under attack. And it's hard to mount an offensive attack when you're constantly having to defend the structure that you have. There's the, the, the people on the other side of this. They're in the middle of an open field and they can just throw rocks all day long. So there's really nothing for them to have to defend to ever fall back on the defensive position, which is why I think we've got to be vigilant as a, as a, as a community in terms of defending this right. And, and unfortunately, we, there's no rest. Mm -hmm. We do not get to rest. And if you look every single time that we have rested, we get caught up. We get caught blindsided. Yeah. Yeah. There's a massive machinery trying to take us down every day. Lots of money. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And yep. that's another thing that people underestimate. This fight requires money. Mm -hmm. The NRA, as much money as they spent, Bloomberg outspent them by himself. Think about that. One man outspent an entire organization consistent of five million people. Mm -hmm. Think about that. This is a money game. Mm -hmm. And so and for people to underestimate that, I think is a grave mistake. It's a grave. And now. It, like I think we should have as many as many pro two A organizations as we can possibly have, and, and and if you ask me, I'd say donate to all of them, donate mm -hmm. to them all, do, donate to all of them three four times over. But when you look at it, just take the tax records. Any other subsequent organ, the closest organization to their is is max they pulled in maybe ten mil, mm -hmm. and then after that it drops down to three mil, mm -hmm. and then it just gets lower than that after that. We're talking about a man who outspent an organization that pulls in three hundred million. Yeah. Do we have Do we have any uh, multi multi billionaires like that on our side? Is there anyone out there that I, that I'm aware of? I think there are. The problem is is the manner in which that they acquired their wealth. They're living in a space that they cannot come out publicly and be pro gun, because the moment they do, that wealth is now in jeopardy. It's no different than being a um, being a movie star, being a celebrity, mm -hmm. and I don't watch celebrities because I, it's very easy, and I've been falling into it in the earlier parts of my career. Is straight up attacking any celebrity and calling them stupid. You don't know what the hell you're talking about, and a lot of them don't. Just to be honest with you, mm -hmm. but you can re you can tell the difference between the the adamant anti-gun celebrities and the ones that are kind of like. I like this stuff, but I live in a world in space where my career depends on keeping my mouth shut, mm -hmm. right? And so they're going to have to frame some things under the guise of, oh, this is just entertainment, or they're going to go out and, and shoot with Heron or something like that. 
it, it, they ha- it's, oh, this is fun because the world that they live in is not conducive to being outwardly pro two way. And it's easy for a lot of us to say, well, you should you should respect the Second Amendment so much that you shouldn't care at the cost of what? Not being able to feed your family. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. You like, like came to you and asked you that a lot. Of, a lot of people can't even bring guns to the jobs that they work at. Mm-hmm. And if they have to make a decision between whether or not they bring a gun or not or quit their job, they're going to not bring. Yeah, I mean, I think that's I think that's what yeah, that's what, I'm sorry. That's what you yeah, you kind of broke up there again. Um, that you, that's kind of what happened in Virginia recently. Right. I don't know if that's what you were saying. Well, I don't, I don't know what well, I know about. I know in Virginia in this shooting in, in the shooting that happened there recently, there was someone who did have a CCW, but she didn't want to bring it to work. She thought something something could go wrong, but she didn't uh, do it because it was that. against the policy. Yeah. You know, yes. So she, I wasn't referring to that, but I do okay. remember that. I do adamantly remember that. Yeah. 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 And which is unfortunate. Right. You know, mm-hmm. you have somebody who could have possibly done something about it, but she was forced to make a decision between, well, may I be able to protect my life or save the life of other people or risk losing my job? Mm hmm. You know, yeah, and and, and it's, it's it's highly unfortunate. Yeah, see, now we know what we would do, and I get that. Like, I know if there's people out there screaming, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go in. I get it. That's what I believe in. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna go armed. Uh, my dad told me this. I grew up in New York City, right? So you really can't have. It's very difficult to have things uh, in New York. I don't know if we broke up here again, but uh, yeah, it's very mm-hmm. difficult to have stuff in New York. Yeah, it's very tough to have stuff yeah, in New York. But my dad always told me, "You come home alive." No matter what it takes, don't come back here in a box, come back alive, and then we'll deal with all that, the other stuff later. Um, There's a couple of things that I want to bring up in that regards. I know you were talking about the elderly gentleman that just got into a lot of trouble in New York because he defended his home. Um, Mm -hmm. And then there was the Killer Mike thing, which goes back to what you're saying about the money. You and Killer Mike, I think, had a good conversation. But he turned on you when, (laughs) you know, basically the industry was like, hey, if you hold this, you know, no more money for you. I mean, by and large, I, me, me and Killer Mike are very cool. Mm-hmm. We're, we're still cool to this day. Okay. I understood I, I understood the situation he was in, to be honest with right. you. There's no bad blood between he and I at all with respect to that. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I understand the dynamic. I had a front row seat to it. And so you gotta, people, people also got to understand, it's mm-hmm. not just Killer Mike. Right. I, there's a ton of people. So I'm I sorry, get, you said there's a ton of people. Um, say that I, again. I, I, you said there's a, there's ton, a ton of people, people that there's a ton of people that feed their family based off the money he pulls in. Mm-hmm. You, you get what I'm saying? For sure. So, you know, the decisions he makes don't only affect him. They affect a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So from that perspective, that's why I don't I don't really hold any bad blood or ill will towards him with respect to that. Um, just because I understand the dynamic in which in which he was existing in with respect to the issue. Yeah. Um, I don't, by and large, have to make those type of decisions because I'm I'm a two a advocate. Mm-hmm. Right. So my level of risk in that regard is rather low on the front end. On the back end, I'm not going to be received well <laughs> if I if I venture outside of the gun space for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, then again, I, I take that back because I've been quite surprised mm-hmm. by, you know, behind the scenes about the people that a lot of people who support me that I think would other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 
know, I'm, I'm just out and about somewhere. They tell me these things, you know, um, especially after I did Bill Maher. Doing Bill Maher really brought a lot of people out of the closet because there's a lot of people who were like, you know, I'm, I'm a liberal, but, um, you know, I'm not a full blown gun person. But, you know, seeing you on the show and listening to your points, I see where you're coming from, man. Like, I truly get it. And so I got a lot of that after Bill Maher. And so it kind of changed my my mindset a little bit about how I deal or talk about certain issues with respect to the dynamic of the Second Amendment, Hollywood and people who are liberal and kind of on the fence about guns. And then, you know, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I've been there, too. I think there's lots of people out there that do believe in guns, do believe in defending themselves. I think when it comes to money, that's where things like I come across that all the time um, in the broadcasting world, which is what I think we're doing here. You know, yeah. but lots of gun guys don't see that. Um, I deal with people in the broadcasting world and they're like, man, you're cool. We would love to have you come and do these speeches. You know, oh, wait a second. You know what? I believe in guns, but the other people at the company don't. <laughs> you know? Huh? Up. Yeah. I, so a lot of times what I hear uh, is that people people want to do stuff with us and they believe in the guns, but the other people in the company don't. And that's where it all stops. Yeah. And I think that's the one thing we have to understand about the community as a whole. Mm -hmm. it, it like it's so easy to kind of marginalize us and, and call us the fringe group. And we have to understand that the biggest to me personally. Right. Like with, 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 with respect to what I do, I can see my I see myself as a converter. That's that's and I wear it like a badge. Mm -hmm. Like when I talk to people, I tell them I am trying to convert you. I'm not trying to hide the ball here. I am mm -hmm. trying to convert you. And I think I'm relatively good at it. Mm -hmm. Now, that being said, I think the most finite way of protecting the Second Amendment, and the best way, to, one of the best ways of protecting the Second Amendment is creating new gun owners. Mm -hmm. and, and the way we do that is allowing the culture of guns to continue to grow. The tent is possible to the point where the tent's overflowing, we have to get a bigger tent. And so that's why for me, the cultural aspect of things is incredibly important. I grew up a large part of my life not being pro-gun. So there were a ton of stuff that I was already into before I got into firearms. Mm -hmm. And so what I did with the firearms, I just incorporated that into my lifestyle. And so I get little snicker, I get little comments here and there about certain music that I listen to, things that I'm into, certain, you know, so on and so forth. And that's fine. You don't have to be into what I'm into. But there are a ton of people who relate to me based on those things. Because I was that I was that guy. I'm them. I was the guy who prior to getting into firearms was kind of like, eh, I don't really know about this firearm kind of stuff. Let me do my job. Let mm -hmm. me do it. Right. Mm -hmm. Let me bring as many people over as possible. I don't like all the like like the one thing we have to understand is when when we kind of go at each other. Right. People see that. Mm -hmm. And this is supposed to be a community. So from that perspective, when I'm new to firearms and I've gotten into. Itriolic kind of hatred and trolling of, of people who are frontward facing representatives of this particular movement in this community. It's like, I don't want to be a part of this. I get that. I hear that all the time. Mm -hmm. It's like, man, look, I, I just got into the gun thing. I like it. But man, dude, like that place is it's the gun community is, is vicious, man. Like they're, they're, it's just toxic. Yeah. And, and it's like, I don't really want to be a part of it. So now what have we done? What have we done? We just create another closet gun person. Yeah. We're, we we're eating ourselves. We're eating ourselves. Yeah. I think I think there's a lot of that going on. And and before I get off the subject of money, I think that that what you have to realize, there's lots of people out there that say, hey, I don't do this for money. I think those of us who are doing this are probably money is not our number one motivator because we're losing money for doing <laughs> what we're doing. 
you know. Um, but when other people are looking at it and they're like, oh, I'm going to get into this world and have to go through all of these kinds of problems in, in terms of, you know, I'm shut down at what I could do. If you look at YouTube, uh, people that are car advocates out there, they don't have to go through this, right? If, if you're an auto, if you're, if you're into cars, you don't have to go through this. You can go from cars to anything else and, and you're still cool. But if you're in guns, very difficult to go to anything else or do anything else on the side because people are going to shut you down. I mean. Let me tell you this. There are people who have audiences the size of mine, Hickok, so forth and so on, who are not in the gun space and are making millions just off YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I struggle, I struggle to crack a thousand dollars sometimes a month on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah, right? I know. That's man. the that's that's the environment and world that we are living in with regard to communication in the Second Amendment. Yeah. So why are we making it? 10 times harder on ourselves. Like, think about it, like, like I could, I could just close up shop and go be a damn lawyer, right? But I love what I do. I mm-hmm. truly enjoy it. And, 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 and I'm incredibly passionate about it. And so I would still do it, but it's like, sometimes I'm just worth Like, I've had moments like that because the stress is insane. Yeah, so just start that again. Start that again. Stuff. Before you said moments, you oh. went out. So what did you say? Sometimes oh, okay. I said so, so sometimes I have my moments like, man, is this worth it? Like, because the stress is insane. Mm-hmm. I like I like for me, it's I, I look back and I go, holy crap. Like. This is really having effect, an, an effect on my mental, my relationships with people. And then I got to turn around and look at the same community. And then now I got to deal with groups of people in that community that are coming at me. And then I got to turn around. And when I go to the other side, it's another group of people who hate me for what I stand for. At a certain point, you're just like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Yeah. And it's like, I don't I don't do anything to anybody. I don't talk bad about anybody. I stay I stay in my own lane. I do my I do what I'm passionate about. And I and I don't I don't I just do my thing. Yeah. So I just I just don't understand the, the the vitriolic element of the community and where it comes from in a lot of ways. It, it really baffles. Yeah. 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 I listen. I know this conversation is tough because it's breaking up a little bit or whatever. We'll probably we'll try to get Colin to come back. Uh, <laughs> but right now we're going to try to do it because we're here. We got to get it in. Yeah. I think I think that people need to be really careful with that and need to like instead of getting deep into this money thing and beating up people who are on your side. You know, uh, there's a lot of that going on. People beating up people about money or how much money you have. I'm not sure why all of that's happening. I, d- I don't really think it's a good idea because I think just by being in this, you believe in the Second Amendment. You believe in guns. You're out here fighting. You're advocating. Like you said, you're, you're trying to convert people, bring people over to our side. It's not cool to go after people on that level when just what they're doing is a sacrifice. And then on top of that, we're giving money, we're fighting fights, you know, we're, we're trying to help other people out. We're getting the word out about everything that we possibly can. I just managed to get that in. Go ahead. What anybody does. If, if, if like, if somebody wants to go on YouTube and just shoot guns and blow stuff up and never give a dollar to the movement, so what? They're still adding to the culture. Like people need to understand, like they're, they're, everyone, has a, everyone has their lane, everyone has their role in their task. Some people decided to take those roles up, other people were kind of thrust into it, and sometimes it's a little bit of both. If you want to sit up and, and just shoot guns and not talk about any of the politics stuff, you're cool with my book, come on, come on into the camp. Mm-hmm. 
You want to blow stuff up as long as you do your safe about it and you're not being completely goofy? Come on in, join the camp. If all you want to talk about is two-way politics and, 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 and yell and scream about politics, fine with me, come on into the camp. I don't care. Mm-hmm. If all you want to do is sit there quietly and give tons of money, do it. Yeah, we need everyone. Like it, it's, I don't understand this 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 weird filter that we try to pass everyone through to say, are you a real gun guy? Do you like guns? Yep, sure do. All right, are you doing anything to? Are you? That's my standard. Yeah, say that again. Are you doing anything? That's where you kind of broke up. So, okay, gotcha. So for me, I look at it like this: Are you doing anything to undermine the Second Amendment in this country? Mm-hmm. And if it's no, come on in. Mm-hmm. We're good. I don't care how you decide to engage in this community. I don't care how you decide to engage in the Second Amendment as long as you're not hurting anybody and doing anything to undermine the Second Amendment. Because as far as I'm concerned, at that point, you are an ally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's true. And I think it's too bad that we're getting into that because, like you said, it's making a lot of people. I know sometimes Lola and I have these conversations and she's like, wow, yeah. this thing is really I can't believe that that we're giving up everything for this. Lola goes to to work. She works all day. Then she comes here. She stays here until, you know, into the by the time we get home, it's 11 o'clock at night, you know, and then I'm here all day myself. And that's Monday to Friday. And then the weekends we're doing stuff when we're on vacation with our kids, we're doing things. And she's like, why? What what is this all about? You know, Um, and I and I think that. Yeah, no. Yeah. I think what I see happening is not what obviously, look, we're all mad. And I think that's Part of the reason why I wanted to, to uh, let people have a chance to hear from you, I think people are mad. Like if they they, they kind of see you as a symbol, man, right? That's a double-edged sword, but you do realize you're in that position, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Here's, here's, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I don't – look, you can come to me out. Look, y'all see the way I go at these politicians. Mm-hmm. You really honestly think I couldn't snap back at some of these people that are coming at me in the industry? Like do you really think I don't have the means and ability to do that to destroy them? Oh, I absolutely. Just, just, I absolutely think you could. I think you choose not to. I choose not to because what does that do for the community? It does nothing. Mm-hmm. It does nothing. So, OK, so I do a verbal jab, I do a verbal snapback or something creative and that completely decimates the person. Then what? Mm-hmm. It, it, like we've accomplished nothing except stroking my ego. Mm-hmm. So so from that. Defending this this right that I don't ha- I don't want to put energy into dealing with somebody who's coming at me sideways, which half the time, which is why I'm kind of dismissive of it. Or I'll just shoot, I'll shoot a real low key subliminal and then keep it moving. Because as far as I'm concerned, like me going at you and battling does nothing more than, than, than set us up to stroke our own egos. Mm-hmm. That's it. And so for me, that does, not, that does nothing for the right. That mm-hmm. does nothing to bring people on board. It's entertaining. People love that. Yeah, let's let's see. Oh, I see comments like that all the time. Man, what this person is doing is so entertaining. I love seeing the fire. That's so whack. Yeah. That's just whack. Like, it's just, it's just not cool. Right. But, hey, I don't have a problem. You want to come at me? That's fine. I'm, I'm, I've, I've, I've stepped into this role. I'm front and center. Bring it. I'm cool with it. My own thing is understand the effect and the ramification it's having on the people who are watching who are trying to decide whether or not to embrace this right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll, I'll take the scars, I'll lick my wounds when I go, you know, at night before I go to sleep and call it a day, get up and do it all over again, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's like my mom says, you made your bed and I lay in it. Right, right. And that's what I do every single day. But 
when it comes to actually protecting the right, that's to me the most important thing. Mm-hmm. I do it my way, other people do it their way, and let them be. Let them be. Let them protect the right in the way that they do it. Some are more overt than others about it. Some less overt. Let them be. Yeah. Some Just have money. Some don't have money. Some have a lot of guns. Some it's, don't have any guns. <laughs> it's weird. It's, I never understood this this, this this watching of people's pockets in, in a community that embraces the idea of the ideals of America and capitalism. The only time I see people watching people's pockets like that are people who are inherently socialist and feel that you should be giving your money away to other people or that it's not fair that they have all of this and you don't. I never understood that. It's a weird thing. So now let me um, let me ask you about this. Let's see. I don't know if we froze up here. I want to make sure that you hear this question. So how does it feel, man? You're out there taking lots of blows, right, from all sides. Mm-hmm. How do the blows mm-hmm. from the gun community, from the 2A guys feel? But yeah, I know you're a tough guy. You know, I know you're macho. <laughs> People dig that about you. But really, honestly, it's us here, nobody else, just me and you. How does it feel when, when there's blows getting thrown, thrown your way? Oh, it sucks. It sucks because you got to remember, like, if if this was just a means to an end for me, I wouldn't care. Like, I don't I don't care. I, I, I just go get my bags of money and go to sleep. But I'm passionate about this. So the hardest thing in the world is seeing someone come at me from an in, from the industry standpoint and then having to hold my tongue when I know what I'm capable of and then sw- I have to swallow it. Mm-hmm. I just have to swallow it. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, I'll let something loose, and that's just me being human. And then immediately, I'm like, man, what did I do? Like, oh, I didn't. Vitriol, toxicness that the other that the other person was speaking at me to begin with. So mm-hmm. it, it does hurt, and I do take it. I do take it personally to a degree. Mm-hmm. But at a certain point, you kind of have to create a barrier because if not, it'll drive you crazy. Yeah. People don't understand that. When you're a public figure on social media. A lot of people will say things like, oh, why, why are you crying about it? Like you have all of you have all of these followers. You know, why? Why do you even care? Man, like you got to remember something like. <laughs> I just saw a question. It was funny. Like. If I have 500,000 followers on Instagram, I'll put up a post mm-hmm. and and I didn't buy followers. So my engagement is high. It's super high. So I can get anywhere. Getting 300 to 1,000 comments on a post is nothing. Mm-hmm. So now if I'm trying to stay engaged with my audience, that means I have to do what? I have to go through some of those comments. Mm-hmm. So now if I'm going through those comments, I'm good. And most of them are good. But then it's like you go through the comments. Okay. Yeah, you froze there. You froze up. Nope. <laughs> Right, this is now? crazy. Yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 you said something passionately. It looks like you put. Yeah, you punched yeah. the microphone. Yeah. So, so basically, what I'm saying is, if okay. I have 500,000 followers mm-hmm. on Instagram, for instance, right, and, I'm, and I want to stay engaged with my audience, so I'm looking through comments from time to time. Right. And as I'm doing that, yeah, the vast majority of them are positive. But then it's like you hit one, boom. That's like one punch to the gut. You see another negative, boom. That's another punch to the gut. You mm-hmm. see another negative comment, boom. That's another punch to the gut. Boom. That's another punch to the gut. I post five. I post five to six times a day just on Instagram. So now if I'm doing that same thing repeatedly over and over again, as I'm going through comments, boom, punching the gut, boom, punching the gut, boom, punching the gut. I don't care who you are. If you're in the middle of a boxing ring and everyone there is cheering for you, but you're still getting punched, it's going to get to you after a while. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But people, people don't see that. They only see you. It's more out. damaging. It's more damaging. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Without a doubt, that's what people look. I also tell Lola this because I hate to hold my tongue, man. 
I don't know. Uh, let's see. Did we do we freeze here? I personally hate to hold my tongue. I think silence is violence. When people, I tell Lola, you know, people. I don't know if anyone realizes this about me, but I actually like to fight. I know it seems like I'm cool or whatever, but I like to fight because I think silence is violence. But you know, do how much fighting do we want to do with each other? Yeah. You know. But I do think right. it's tough when you let people just keep hitting you, you don't say anything, and then people out there just believe what they're saying. Like, hey, this guy's not doing anything, he's not giving money, he's not fighting. I think in, in, in your name, people are saying you're not like pushing back on what the NRA is doing, you're not, you know, you're, you're not with us and all this kind of stuff. I know that has to hurt when you know that you are and that you, you gave up a lot in order to do this. It's, it sucks. Again, you know, like I said, I made my bed. Now I have to lay in it, but it does suck. So when I do happen to lash out from time to time, it's not. It's I saw fifty of them, and then all of a sudden that fifty-one made me go. What the? And it may not even be fifty in the same in the same comment thread. Because mm-hmm. remember, you're still taking that stuff in. It could have been a post from two weeks ago, but then it's mm-hmm. just like it's after a while. It's just like. Ugh. And then it's like, and another thing too is like, like everybody inherently in the gun community is a fighter, mm-hmm. right? That's why we embrace the Second Amendment because we we fight for what we believe in, we fight to protect our families, we fight to protect ourselves, and so as a result, we are inherently fighters. So mm-hmm. when I get a negative comment or someone comes at me the wrong way, I want to punch back, mm-hmm. but I have to restrain myself and God, like, ugh. And then every once in a while, I was like, you know what? Fight. And then you just do it, right? <laughs> right. right. And, then, and then you you kind of you kind of hold back a little bit because you don't want to go full in because you know you shouldn't be throwing it in the first place. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing that kind of sucks a little bit. Yeah, it does, and it's tough when there's folks out there like I know um, a new tactic of of what's going on now is for folks to go out there and start hitting everyone up. This is my own personal experience. Like there's someone hitting mm-hmm. me up and going, "Yo, you've got an R eight. How come you can't give this much money?" Or what? And I'm thinking to myself, like, do you even really understand what the hell's going? Like, what are you talking about? Do you know if I'm whether or not I'm doing something? On top of that, the things that I have, I have it for my. Do you know how many times I've burnt out doing this? <laughs> You know how many times I burnt out and my wife is like, listen, I need you to have something because all you're doing is pouring all all your money, your time, your energy into this thing. I need you to have something and know that you have something out there, you know, and that's because and I get I get where she's coming from because she's the closest person to me. And she says, you got you got to have something. But how did we become like a church, man? Even the churches like I'm not I'm not out there flying around in, in multiple jets and you know, none of that stuff, man. I'm paying for everything I have and making choices on what I have. And I know there's other people going through that. And it just blows my mind that we're like sticking to that. That's the thing that we want to do. People can't have you know, anything to be in this thing. Like I remember I have I have a full blown. Um, <laughs> I have a, a, a video review of the Aston Martin Vantage that I've been sitting on for almost two and a half months. Mm hmm. Just because I'm scared to release it. Why? And the reason why I'm scared to release people don't understand, like I am I I am probably more in the cars than I am guns. Mm-hmm. Like if this is guns, cars is like right here. Mm-hmm. Right? And I've always been that way. Mm-hmm. Like cars have always was always my first passion. So 
I remember a long time ago, if you go back on my channel, it was almost five to five to seven, eight years ago on my channel, I did a review, I kind of did a little impromptu review on the Aston Martin DBS. Anyone who knows me in my personal life knows I am obsessed with Aston Martin. Mm -hmm. I, I've always been obsessed with that brand. James Bond, do you think you're James Bond or something? Yeah. Do I think I'm James Bond? Yeah. No, I think I'm Bruce. I know I think I'm the Black Bruce Wayne. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I thought you were gonna say Black Superman like Idris Elba. <laughs> and if you said you are the if you if you said you are James Bond, I was gonna tell you no. Idris Elba is gonna claim no, that one too. Not, so you better I'm chill. Not, I'm not, I'm not, I, yeah. I relate I relate more to Batman and his lifestyle to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah, he's, it's, he's yeah. That's crazy. A kid actually asked me that today. I don't want to stop your flow, but it was crazy. I was, oh, in, I was in the barbershop today, and uh, this kid asked me that. He was like, "He was like, are you are you Batman or something? What's up with you?" <laughs> and it was so funny, you know. It was so, it was so crazy. It was like this this kid could not be older than ten years old. Really? Yeah. That's and awesome. you know, he was like, "Oh, because you know, I have that that car in GTA, some video game." He has mm -hmm. that car or whatever. And yeah, man, I can relate to what you're saying. Like, I've always been into certain things in my life. There's things I know about my life. Like, I think women are the most beautiful form of art that exists in the universe. That's what I believe. I've always been into yeah. guns, always been into cars. You know, there's just things that, you know, things that make me happy. I'm a passionate person. I live my life based on those passions, mm -hmm. you know. So, yeah, you were saying about the D the DBS, yeah, no. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I do that. And I remember just it, the funny thing, the background behind that was I literally just it was a weekend. This, this is how lame I am. It was a weekend in Houston. And I said, I'm going to go to the Aston Martin dealership and just dream. Mm -hmm. That's all. I, I've always been aspirational. Anytime mm -hmm. I saw something that someone had that was better or more than mine, I aspired to it. Mm -hmm. I was and, and, and I would seek that person out and say, yo, if I could, how did you get to how did you get to the point that you got to? How do mm -hmm. I get there? Mm -hmm. Right. I'd inquire. Um, and I would always I would always put things in front of me as 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 a, a superficial goals. Right. Mm -hmm. Because it, it, it may. I'm going to the dealership and I'm like, they're going to laugh me out of here. I'm just a little black kid who's coming in here with a little pandy cam. And I'm like, I just want to walk around and look at the cars. Mm -hmm. And and I went there and they couldn't have been nicer. And they were like, yeah, they was like, they were like, go ahead. The guy actually, he's like, hey, we have some more cars in storage. If you want to go take a look at them. He's like, I'll leave you up here. Just do whatever you want. I was like, whoa. So I'm sitting here looking at a car that I've dreamed about. Mm -hmm. Right. Because they don't make very many Aston Martins as, as a whole. So you don't really see them very often. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at this car just like, whoa. You know, I, I grew up watching them on, on Top Gear and watching the yeah. videos. Some of the like most that. beautiful cars in the world. They look, it's like women. It's like a, like a, a super, like Beyonce. I think a, Aston Martin is like Beyonce. I wouldn't give her, I wouldn't give her that, but. No? Um, <laughs> all right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what, what's it like there? Who's, who's, who, who's out there? No one? That's no crazy is nothing. I haven't had a celebrity crush on a chick. That's that's all over now for you, huh? For a little bit. Yeah, no celebrity huh? crushes. No celebrity crushes. Right now, there's no there's no one that's really turning my gears like that. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think who. There's this one actress. I can't remember her name. Mm -hmm. Um, she plays on. She's a super liberal too. Yeah. It's crazy. For me, um, it's Angela Bassett. It's always been Angela Bassett for me. Really? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, if I had to use my get out, but see, you know, I'm I'm older, so that's you know. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. I'm an older dude, but yeah, if I had to yeah. use my get out of jail free card, you know, with Lola, Touché. it would have to be Angela Bassett because <laughs> you know. I, I used to be really big on Carucci, um, okay. and I can't remember the other girl's name. Uh, what is her name? Someone, someone says uh, Aston Martin is like Halle Berry. I'll give him that. No, I would say Halle, Ber- Halle Berry is more of like a Lotus, you know, to me, a Lotus. It's a, it's a nice car. It's lightweight yeah. and everything. But, you know, it's not really, everything's not real in there. You know what I mean? It's not thick enough. I like my cars with big hips. And thighs and stuff like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I like, okay, okay, we're getting we're getting lost. We're getting lost in this conversation. <laughs> remember her name? Logan. 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 I can't remember her last name. Okay. Uh, yeah, what don't act like name? you don't don't like act like you don't have that uh you know on speed dial in your IG. <laughs> Logan Logan Loris. Oh, okay. okay. Now everybody's Yeah, if IG's no, Logan, working. No, no, no. Logan Browning. That's her name. Okay. Logan Browning. Okay. Yeah. She, All right, there you um, go. She probably, she's probably super anti-gun too. That's a funny thing. Yeah. Um, that's that's a tough that's a tough thing if you're passionate like this. Like I would never. I, did you ever hear about what Charlize Theron, like the legend of Charlize Theron, that she made uh, Sean Penn like melt down all his guns that he had. That doesn't surprise me with Charlize yeah. Theron. Yeah, yeah they they were gonna get married, but you know Sean Penn's a gun guy. He had like expensive guns he collected. You know, uh, like very unique guns, and she said we can't get married unless he. She wouldn't let him give the guns away. He wanted to give them away or something. She said no, they have no. to all be destroyed. Then when he destroyed them, she broke up. That sounds about right for a raising feminist. Yeah, yeah. you never do it. You, if you're in a relationship with feminists, you never actually do what she tells you to do. No, no, <laughs> yeah. First Trust of all, the so things lovely. that I'm into, I'm never, it's not, like anyone who's dealing with you has to accept the fact, like Lola knows this about me already. She knows she will forever, until the end of time, be spending money on guns and cars. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, to, 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 I mean, the way, the way I approach it, mm-hmm. you get what you get. If I yeah. look up, you're still there, great. If not, so for, like I told you, my life, my, my foot stays on the gas. So yeah. you either keep up, or you get left behind. That's just the way I function. Yeah, uh, and I function that way with my work, my job, women, relationships, all of it. Yeah. So, yeah. For me, yeah. I think women appreciate that too. I think if uh, I think one of the things I have to say, one of the things I have to say to the young dudes out there, um, you know, maybe they've got relationship issues or whatever. The the minute a, a woman will do a lot of stuff to try to get you to change your mind because she just wants to see if you're changeable. But if you are changeable, she has no respect for you. So I'm not saying to be ignorant or belligerent or anything like that. But if you know you believe in something, don't change that. Because a lot of times they're just trying to test you to see like, oh, let me see how far I could push you. And if you're if you're breakable, you know, so never, never, never fail the shit test. Yeah. So Lola wants to know about the deal, the video in the dealership. She says, I'm distracting you. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, Right. So. I, I go and and I do this kind of walk around describing the Aston Martin DBS and um, I'm, I'm, I'm in awe. Like you could hear it in the video. I'm just kind of like, oh, I'm just gushing. It was a terrible video. And so, <laughs> and, and so you know, I, I, 
went to Dallas and, you know, I continued on. My love affair with cars continued. I went through a number of different cars. Um, I go through cars like water. It's kind of disgusting, actually. Mm-hmm. And at one but never, but at one point, you know, I walk into an Aston Martin dealership almost doing the same thing that I did at the one in Houston, uh, except now I'm calling on the water, right? Um, and I walk into the dealership and I'm talking to the guys and lo and behold, the guys at the dealership. They know you? Know who I am. Oh, yeah. sookie. Yeah. Huge gun guys. Huge yeah. gun guys, right? Mm-hmm. And then, and as a result, they're like, hey, you know, as I developed a relationship over time, like they just, this didn't happen overnight, but, you know, as I developed a relationship with them, um, you know, they were like, hey, look, look, you, I, I'm, I guess I'm considered an influencer, mm-hmm. right? Um, Aspen Martin has, has a brand that's generally has an optics of being an older brand, right? That mm-hmm. skews to an older audience. And, you know, they, they're, they're trying to, kind of reach out to a younger audience. And I'm out here in Dallas living. Uh, jumping and bouncing to different places. And so, and they're, they, they figured, hey, you know, from time to time, we'll give you a car on the weekend. Just, you know, just drive around, enjoy it. You know, just, we just want a presence out there for people mm-hmm. to see it, especially in the, in, 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 in the younger hand. So the so, loaners that you could do videos on. Exactly, of my so fucking dream car. So where the hell's so, the videos, man? Where are the videos? So I dropped the video and all I got was a bunch of hate. Oh. I just got a bunch of people angry like, oh, this is too rich for my blood and, and all this is the NRA money. And I'm like, but it's a lone vehicle. But And so it kind of just left a bad taste in my mouth. So I kind of recalled against it a little bit. And I'm going to drop the video. I was actually going to drop it today, but I might just drop it tomorrow. Yeah, I, I would ask you to drop it. When you drop it, tag me. I'm going to do, I will definitely do something about it, but I hate the fact that in the gun world, people want us to be monks. I hate that. That's, that's socialism, whatever, however you want to paint it. Anyone who's out there thinking that because someone has something doesn't mean they could afford it. I can't freaking afford that Audi that I have. I could tell you that right now. That's Lola. (laughs) She'll tell you, you can't afford that thing. You know, I, she doesn't know why the dealership gave me the loan. I'm like, because they like me. <laughs> you know, she know thought she was. She thought you'll do any and everything to pay for it, no matter yeah, what. <laughs> she thought she was going to shut me down. She's like, yeah, go ahead. You know, I don't think they're going to give you that loan. <laughs> and they gave it to me. I was like, yeah, um, you, you're going to have to sign some paperwork. She's like, what? <laughs> so the thing is, is like having to like, I can't, there's lots of things. If you're passionate about things in life, it drives me crazy. The other human beings say you should not be like that. You've got one life that you're living right now. Everything else we'll find out about in the hereafter. Right. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. No, so. Man, Go ahead. Yeah, I, I'm just mad at the people who want to take passion, the same passion that you give to guns and, and to the Second Amendment and all the things you do. I want to see that in other things because I appreciate that. That might motivate me. That might motivate other people out there. I think it's a powerful thing when I ran into this kid today that was like, damn, I, you know, this was like blew his mind to think that someone yeah. that looks like him could drive this car or do this thing. That's what we need in life. Yep. No, yeah. absolutely. I, 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 like I said, I've always been aspirational. That's me. I've always aspired to more. I've always aspired to bigger and better. Um, while at the same time, understanding and being appreciative of what I have in the moment. Yeah. That's the balance I try to create for myself. Yeah. And so it, it does suck. Like 
that I have to even filter, run run this mental filter of, should I, should I release this video? Or is it going to come off? Is it going to send the wrong signal? Yada, yada. yada like it's live bold. your life. Live your life, man. I, I want no. you to live your life because your life has phases. It has, it, there's sections you go through in your life. And when you get, when you get older and you settle, you find the right person, you settle down, you have kids, you won't necessarily be able to do this thing. And, but, th but the, the fact that you did it is a motivation that helps you get to the next phase in your life where you can revisit it. You need to do these things, man. You know? Um, it, no, it, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely, definitely going to drop the video, though. That's for sure. Yeah. I, it makes me mad that there's, like, people in the gun world who feel like they have to subjugate the, 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 the folks that are doing, that are creating content for them and stuff like that, that are helping them, that are notifying them of things and getting out there and fighting with them and, and going after the politicians and putting you know, doing all of this stuff. And they're like, no, you have to live like this. You can only have this. Yeah. No, and then that, 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 now I check, I mean, that's, that's, that's borderline socialism. It is. You and, know? and so I bet it's like, it's like, wait a minute. I thought, <laughs> I thought we were, we were people who value the, you know, American ideals. Um, but yet it's like any signs of any success is met with, I don't want to say hatred. It's just a, a certain level of despise. Like, mm -hmm. It's, it's interesting to me. Um, and I'm just, and, I, and here I am, like a little child. I'm just, I'm just passionate all the things that I'm into. And so, it, it, you know, it, it kind of sucked, but I'm still going to do it. Yeah. Right. Um, like I'll, I'll drop this Ask Smart Advantage video and then I, um, I'm going to go and do the, the new DBS that, that came out. Um, and then I'm going to start branching off into other vehicles as well. I don't so see like, if I, I, I don't care if I see you in a freaking Kona seg, man. Okay. I don't care if I see you in a Kona seg. I'm gonna be happy for you, and then I'm gonna say, "Listen, I'm I'm coming by to visit, yeah. and you better figure out how to borrow that Kona seg, or <laughs> if you if you have if you own it, you better lend it to me." Yeah, I've, yeah. I've had right now. I have this massive itch. It's like been eating me alive. I want a 991 911 GT3. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I I, I drove one. I so what I tend to do sometimes. Um, like what I would do when I would film noir is we'd go, we'd, we'd usually be out there for about three to five days. Mm -hmm. And, and I, if it landed on the weekend, actually three or four days. And what I'll do is I'll jump on two row and then I'll just look for the coolest fun car that I could find, rent that for a day or, oh, yeah. a day or two and just, mm -hmm. drive, right. Mm -hmm. And so when we went to San, when we did the San Francisco episode, I remember uh, I rented the 911 GT3 for about two days. Mm -hmm. And I drove from, I went from San Francisco to Santa Cruz, San Jose. Um, I just kind of, I literally took a whole day and just plotted out different places to drive through to make the circle back around. And it was the most amazing, one of the most amazing experiences of my life um, because I'm in Texas. So I don't, I don't get the type of roads that a car that is conducive to a car like that. Yeah, you just, just get, straight flat. yeah, straight flat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And so that's why everything I hear, everything I hear is just is all about horsepower, right? Yeah. I, I as I get older, I don't really care as much about horsepower. I'm 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 more about the experience of driving the car, the dynamics of the car. Mm -hmm. um, but when you only have flat and straight, the only thing you really have to go off of is horsepower. But with that car, I'm I'm in the mountains through doing, going through the twisties. It was amazing. Loved it. Um, the only thing that I, the only thing I wish is that I was able to film it and record it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, GT3 is and, awesome, and, man. 
it's it's phenomenal. And, it, yeah. and to this day, it just it haunts me. It's like right here, just haunting me. Um, and it's just I'm just not willing to put the money down for it just yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, here's something that I believe. If it's not painful to to make payments on the car or buy the car, it's not worth having. I'm just, no, I'm just telling you. <laughs> there's some there's some dudes like I remember when I got when I got this car that I have. There was some guys that were actually mad at me because I drove it every day. Um, uh-huh. I I can't I can't buy this thing and not drive it every day. That doesn't make any sense to me. And they oh, were man. like. How can you drive this thing every day? That's a travesty. And I was like, okay, you're telling me you would have a supermodel girlfriend, but you're only hitting it on the weekends? That's not, you know. That's, See, my friend, that's a very, very good analogy, and I'd, yeah. have, to, I'd have to agree with you on that one because yeah, I drive go, the hell out of my cars. Yeah, don't get down like brand. that. You get that supermodel yeah. girlfriend, you go at it all the time. You t- take your vitamins. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Drink some Guinness Stout. Do whatever you have to do. <laughs> you know, handle it. Oh man! You know what no, I'm saying? No, but you're right, though, man. I'm, I'm I'm of the same way. I am I am a drive it until it blows. Like my yeah. like my baby girl is my G wagon. I have a G63. Oh nice! I love that thing. I drive that. Th- I'm driving that thing until it explodes. Mm-hmm. Explodes, mm-hmm. and I love every minute of it. Even though it's a it's a terrible vehicle. It's absolutely terrible. Um, yeah. But I love it. That's first of all, I think, look, it's the same thing with guns, right? There's tons of guns out there that, that people are like, oh, that gun doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's exactly what I want. I want total nonsense. Yes, no, that's that's the thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. People don't understand it. And I'm like, I just love the damn guns. Like yeah. I like, like there's something. Hey, there's a, there's a there's a quality. There's a certain panache about HKs mm-hmm. that 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 calls to me. Mm-hmm. And to this day, I haven't really been able to quantify it in words just yet. Mm-hmm. So that's why when I talk about them, it's just this bunch of just blabbering of nonsense, mm-hmm. right? But for the aesthetics, the way they feel, just the way they sound, yeah. like everything about them just does something. Now, that doesn't mean I look at any other gun and I go, <laughs> poor people. Like, no, no, like, no, not like, at all. Because what it allows me to do is when I see somebody else just as passionate about a different type of gun, mm-hmm. I can appreciate that because yeah. I'm like, yeah, I know how I feel about this particular gun. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that sucks for me is like I don't know what to take to the range. So I end up taking up too much crap that I never even had to get to shoot. Yeah. Um, well, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> man, yeah. let me t- I, I OK, I'm going to I'm going to say this and I wouldn't change anything. Mm hmm. Sometimes you better enjoy your firearms when you have limited options. Okay. Okay. Because what ends up happening is you start, you turn into a child, right? Mm-hmm. And all you end up doing is you getting bored is, is the wrong word. You, you just want to jump to the next one, to the next one, to the next one, to the next mm-hmm. one without really truly enjoying. Um, like, so for instance, this is going to be a weird analogy, but I'm known for my weird analogies. So I was over at, I was over with my my uh, business partner's house and um, there was there's a, a, a there's a young lady who works with us and she's on the couch and she's she bought this cookie right mm-hmm. she bought this cookie and I'm a I'm a sweets guy right I love to eat cakes cookies candy you name it it's bad not gonna argue and, that yeah I mean, so it's evident self evident. <laughs> So I'm sitting here, we're, we're on the couch and we're, we're, we're talking about different video ideas that I'm going to put together. 
um, store, things like that. So we're, we're going over all this and, and I'm watching her and she's, and I'm like, I look over 15, 20 minutes later and she still has the cookie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I was like, why are you eating the cookie so slow? Because in my mind, when I get a cookie, <laughs> it's gone in 10 seconds. Um, there, there's cookie monster. Yeah, right? yeah. if, if, I, if I can breathe, yeah. then, I, then I can fall. Yeah, <laughs> get know? in my belly. <laughs> right. And she looked at me and she goes, well, no, Colin. She's like, I love cookies. And she's like, I just, I want to savor it. I want to enjoy it for as long as possible. Right, right. And in that moment, I looked at her and I was like, Damn it, I want what she has. Yeah. Because me, I just eat one cookie, go to the next, eat one cookie, go to the next, and then as yeah. soon as I'm done, I want more. Yeah. Well, she, see, that's a huge difference. This is what makes women awesome. And most of us dudes terrible. <laughs> we want all the cookies. <laughs> you know, and a woman could appreciate one cookie. <laughs> we want all cookies. <laughs> You know, <laughs> this is our problem. <laughs> this is also why some women become lesbians, because only other women understand that you got to take your time to eat the cookie. You know, that, that's, that's a good point. That's yeah. A good point. <laughs> so it's not a bad she analogy. Like, she looked at me like I was crazy. She was like, huh? she's like, I want it. I want to enjoy the cookie. And I'm like, but I want all the cookies. <laughs> yes. I want to gorge myself on everything. But that's what I do. I, I'll eat stuff. Until I can't stand the sight of it anymore. Yeah, that's yeah. me. Yeah, that's me. That's also yeah. how we get diabetes. Yeah, um, and then you know, as you get older, <laughs> yeah. that's not actually a good. When you're young and your metabolism is fast, oh, yeah. it's all good, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. So that's the one thing. Guns are zero calories. That is very true. They do help you burn calories. Yeah, you know, but they are zero calories. But I know what you're saying. Like I have guns that um, there's there's first of all, I'm into bullpups, right? And there's like, I'll just buy, if I if I have the money, if I don't have the money, obviously, but it, if I have the money, yeah. I'll buy a bullpup and then it'll sit there for a long time and my friends are shooting it. And they're like, what's, how come there's no video <laughs> on this bullpup? <laughs> Dude, yeah. I have so many guns I haven't done videos on. Like I just, I just bought a bolt action uh, from Modern Outfitters yesterday mm-hmm. that I just bought home. Um, and it's, and the weird thing is, the one thing I will say is that I love about this Mm-hmm. My love affair for firearms hasn't wavered one bit. Mm-hmm. The, the the passion and the love I have, the same way I look at, I go and I sit down and I, and I pick up a gun. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't picked this thing up in a couple of weeks. I picked it up the other day and I was like, God damn, this thing is beautiful. Even mm-hmm. though I got a lot of hate when I did did the video on this gun. Mm-hmm. Um, What's this gun that we're looking at here? Modified Glock? The, the, yeah, the Salient Arms. Salient Arms, okay. Yeah, and, and a lot of people who hated, hated me because... This was the RTF two, with okay. the scout with. Gone, and I was like, because I wanted to make it more uniquer. Okay. <laughs> and so, mm-hmm. and for me, like, I still look at these things the same, and it's like I pick, like, pick up guns, and it's just. I love them, right? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I know, was like mad I, when I saw that you had that. Um, when you when I saw that you had the silencer co, which I like to call silencer co. <laughs> but they don't want to hear that um, because yeah. I didn't bring I didn't bring mine in and I'm like damn Cone's gonna show his he's gonna show his yeah, no, I, don't have, I don't have any kids so I just have guns laying everywhere yeah like no. I literally they're everywhere and I have yeah. and I have like five safes 
Yeah. That's just that's just one of like five. Yeah, I have kids. I got guns laying everywhere too, man. I just I just taught them to stay the hell away from my guns. <laughs> and you know, the funny thing is, I, I know a lot of people like that. They're like, yeah. and, and their kids grow up to be yeah. actually pretty damn damn good about that. Yeah, I know? mean, my my boys are like nineteen and twenty now, but you know, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. You know, but yeah, the, you can ask them. They grew up with guns everywhere. You know, so. Um, yeah, let's see. There's a bunch of things going through here. Um, let me see. I'm trying to see what. Uh, somebody asked me. Somebody asked me if I had a high point. Yeah, I think people want you to discuss the Yeet Cannon. I see folks out there keep saying, "Ask him about the Yeet Cannon." Do you? What do you think? I'm gonna be this? honest. I'm gonna be honest because I've been so ingrained in the political. So, like, if you anybody who really follows my page closely, you my 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 page my page my content goes in waves. Mm-hmm. So like now since we're in a really deep political season, they're going to get more political commentary videos. After that, they're going to be way more gun movie videos. Mm-hmm. So my mindset, it's like I'm constantly having a flip. That's mm-hmm. the one benefit some other channels have. They can they can kind of stay in one mode. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm constantly having to flip. And and in doing so, like, it, you know, it takes a lot of research looking up that. And that's the thing I hate about the other side. They can just throw shit out there. Mm-hmm. Right. I got to go through systematically, read, research, figure this out. All right. Is that stat right? Is that one right? Okay, cool. Are you saying you don't know about the Yeet Cannon? Is this your way of telling me you don't know what a Yeet Cannon is? Uh, I know I'm, I'm aware of the whole debacle and everything that's going on, but I don't, I don't, I'm not intimately familiar with it. Oh, okay. um, so for me, yeah. So I'm no, like, you're so better off. Gonna... You're better off. You're better off. I'm sick and tired. At this point in my life, I don't want to hear Yeet Cannon anymore, people. <laughs> it's totally listen it's cool it's a cool thing you know high point broke the internet with it whatevs <laughs> you know and i like high point i'm not a, what do you think about high point what, what's your i don't have a problem with any gun to be honest with you yeah. um have you ever I have mean, you ever shot high points it's kind of like yeah yeah i have okay. a video of me shooting high points mm-hmm. um uh i look at i look at guns the way i look at music different gun brands the way i look at music right mm-hmm. i'm a fanatical future friend fan like i oh, you like future. future okay oh my god it's it's kind of sickening really and like to a point where like i think my last relationship the thing is people wait hold on i missed that i missed crap. that part you froze you said something about your last relationship i said my i, I i'm pretty certain my last relationship in part felt because of my obsession with listening to future um oh really um, okay. Yeah, to a degree, to a degree. Okay. Um, but I look at guns the same way I look at music. People ask me, "How can you listen to that garbage?" I'm like, "Well, you got to put it in its proper place." Mm-hmm. When am I listening in the future? Right. Sometimes, sometimes I want to hear ignorance. Sometimes I just, I just want to beat. Sometimes I want, I want the lyrics. It just depends on my mood. Yeah. Sometimes and you so, need to be numb. Exactly. Yeah. And so you know, with respect to high point. I look at them and I say it's an entry level gun that mm-hmm. is designed for a specific type of consumer. Mm-hmm. Is it for me? Well, I bought one, so mm-hmm. I guess you could say every gun guy should own one, just like they say every car guy should own a Fiat or you know, there's other there's other cars out there. Like every gu- every car guy should own this car. I think every gun guy should own um, a, a High Point. Why not? No, I agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. I don't shoot it. It's a, it shoots terribly, mm-hmm. if you ask me. Um, and that's just, that's just the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and but then again, I'm also I'm also spoiled for choice, right? right? So it, it it's hard for me to to some 
it's hard for me to really bring myself down to really see it for what it is sometimes. It's, mm-hmm. it's a little hard for me to say. Like, and so I actually have friends to keep me grounded in the gun space because I'm, I'm fortunate to have access to a ton of different guns. But what I cannot afford to do is get so far away and so far removed from how I started in terms of the back in the days when I could barely afford to buy one gun, mm-hmm. right? And because people, so many people look to me on my for my advice towards different guns, I have to maintain a certain perspective so that I can give it to them fairly, because because otherwise it'll just it just be a mess. I'm useless. Mm-hmm. When I look at something like the high point, I have to frame it under the guise of all right, who's the type of person that this gun will benefit? Well, somebody who's extremely li- limited on resources. Yep. Right. So then what we start talking about is, okay, well, what other guns can fall into that space under the same price point that may be better at at being an entry level, low income gun versus, say, just a high point. Mm -hmm. And so that's the kind of things I try to keep in perspective. That's what I think the high point um, represents. Uh, It represents freedom. You know, one of the ways Mm -hmm. that they're going to block freedom, like what we see happening in California with the uh, Mm -hmm. with the ammunition background checks. Right. is by making it unaffordable. So, so people don't, yeah. No, no, I was saying, I was actually working on a video uh, last night uh, in response to the California ammo thing. Mm -hmm. There's just just more research that I have to do to make sure I have all my facts straight. Um, Yeah, I totally agree with you. Totally agree. Yeah. What do you see? What do you want to say? I mean, I know you're working on that thing. What's your quick take on, on what's going on in California? All it is, uh, to be honest with you, the way I look at it, it's California's solution to everything is more taxes. And all this is, this, this is not a gun, this is not an ammo background check, it's an ammo tax. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's designed to make the bar of entry to gun ownership so arduous and so expensive, period. You know, you know, as they say, war of attrition, little mm-hmm. by little, to the point where it's just like, I'm not even gonna bother anymore, right? Mm-hmm. But the irony is, it's like, all you're gonna do is you're gonna force people to buy ammo out of state. Even though I think even if you buy out of state, you have to send it to an FFL dealer and then get a background check to pick it up. But it's not going to stop crime considering all the criminals are going to do is buy it out of state. Yeah, if you follow laws, I mean. And and think about it. Like guns are exceedingly more restricted than ammo. And yet they still get their hands on guns like it's (laughs) nothing. So you think it's going to be harder for them to get their hands on ammo? Yeah, I don't think they understand the definition of a criminal. You know, this is the thing like that. You're, you're punishing the law abiding people because you're trying to get to criminals, which we know is disingenuous. It's not it's not really it's not really Absolutely. true. Yeah. Uh, no. Let me see. Uh, Lola wants to know what gun you're rocking here. I'm guessing I hope because she's bringing me little little post-it notes. Okay. Um, which yeah what gun are you rocking I, I know we saw that Glock. We saw the Silencer Co. Maxim 9. Yeah. Yeah. So I, my concealed carry pieces, are, I've been floating back and forth uh, between about five of them. My main one, the one I carry the most, is my Glock 26. Okay. Um, that's the gun I carry the most. I carry that with the Terran Tactical base plate that I can actually fit 13 rounds in and still smaller than a 19. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also, that 43, the six-hour P365, um, I've started carrying the uh, HK VP uh, VP9. Okay. Uh, HP30SK because 
I may or may not be coming out with a VP9 SK version of the Advocate. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So, and once I once that once we get that squared away from an engineering standpoint, that's probably that's going to become my main carry. Okay. Um, so I'm just I'm just getting used to carrying it at this time. Um, and I think the other gun is, and then um, sometimes depending on what I'm wearing, I'll I'll carry my Advocate. Okay. All right. How's that? How's the uh, Advocate going? I know that's that's your gun that you developed, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so far, so good. Everything's going good. Sales are pretty, pretty continuous and consistent. Um, it's interesting. Like I went to a uh, at the Aston Martin dealership that I had the relationship with the, pe- the guys with. Um, they called me and they were like, hey, we're going to have a happy hour here. We want you to come over. Um, there's a guy here who bought your gun. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. And it's a guy from the UK. Like he moved from the UK. And oh, nice. Yeah. Super, yeah. Super wealthy. Good. Was super. And you come over and just sign it for him. I was like, yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, so you know, I get I get those time to time, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah. Just know, just seeing people buying something that you put your heart into is pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me see. Um, th- I got a bunch of different questions coming in here. I know someone wants me to ask you, um, what's your personal feelings on the 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 movement? The hashtag Wayne must go. Do you have a Do you have a an opinion on that one? Um, as far as that's concerned, I, there, there, there needs to be a change. What that change is, mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure. Um, I'm hopeful for what it looks like when the dust settles. Okay. I, I don't, I don't know what that looks like though. Okay. Um, and, and, and for me to, there's so much I don't know, but I think I know. Okay. Does that make any sense? I, I think so. I think because, because, because there are a number of theories behind a lot of the issues I, I don't know which side to believe, mm-hmm. right? So what I end up doing is taking the easy route and saying, I'll just let them figure that out. Yeah. What would you like to see if you? And, I, if, and I'm, I'm, I'm admitting, and I'm admitting, I'm right. taking the easy way, right? <laughs> because it's it's just although I like I don't I don't have the time. Like I I I just I, like I said, foot on the gas. I just want to go. So I'm just gonna keep doing what I do. Yeah. Don't allow I don't I don't think you should allow yourself to be in limbo. Um, And I think that, uh, you know, I think the community in general out here, we were talking about the community earlier. And this is something I did want to say. I want to tell you that what we're talking about is a small like the people out there that are creating problems right now is a small percentage of the community. I think people people at large would like to see you doing well. They would like to support you, you know, um, and, and and. they would, you know, be happy to do what they can do to help you out if, if you're like, hey, I'm going to do this thing. I don't know what's in your future right now. I don't know if you know it, but I think folks out there will be happy to help you out. You know, we don't I don't think we want to lose you in the community is what I'm trying to say. No. And, and, the, and here's the thing, like a lot of stuff I said, is, I'm, I'm on my soapbox. Right. Mm-hmm. Because to be honest with you, a lot of stuff I don't I don't I don't have I don't have an outlet for it, mm-hmm. you know, so. But by and large, 90% of what I deal with is positive. Mm-hmm. Like the people, there are people in this community that are awesome. The support I get is awesome. Sometimes it overwhelms me because it's like, I don't even know how to respond to this because it's so awesome. Mm-hmm. And and I can't, and I, to be honest with you, I think that's what keeps me going. Mm-hmm. But standing all of the other BS that may be going on is is that support is so dope. I just it just it overwhelms me sometimes. Yeah. 
when I when I see it, I mean, I know that you're seeing it a lot. I see it with you. Like, I know when I see you, if I stop you somewhere, we it usually creates a crowd. If I'm standing in that crowd by myself, everybody's like, can you get the hell out of the way? You know? Um, <laughs> but if I, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> if, if I stop you and I see it, I see little old white ladies, you know? <laughs> um, I, I, I see everyone in the community. I see people of color, all kinds of people. Like, wow, you know, they, they like to see that you're a real dude walking around there. Um, you know, I think that's the thing that we have to try to focus on and, and that we have to try to live with that, hey, most of the yeah. folks out here want us to do this and they support it and they want us to be happy and, you know, all of that kind of good stuff. Absolutely, man. And I think and I think I think it's awesome. You know, I 12, 13 years ago when I first shot my first gun, I didn't expect all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just, just going to be a lawyer somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, it grew into something that like every day I'm like, damn, like this is, this is, this is, I mean, talk to me because it's not, it's not that I'm just this amazing, awesome person that has this incredible talent. It's, it's, I did something that people could relate to. Mm-hmm. And so, uh-huh. and, they, and, they, and they attached themselves to it. And, and it, and I kind of use that as fuel to kind of keep pushing through all of everything, whether it be, you know, the kind of current flux that we're in right now with respect to the state of the NRA and so forth and so on. Um, and then what we're dealing with in terms of anti-gunners trying to take away this this right that that is so important for many reasons and that you and I and everybody else in the gun community have such a passion for. Like, for me, coming up in on, in the YouTube space, man, that was like a little, that was like a, like a little family for me. You know, mm-hmm. like all of us, like, you know, like Mac, um, uh, Hickok 45, even Yankee Marshall. Um, you know, there are a lot of people who Such, you know, like it was this it was like a little community. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going through some. I was really they got me through. And and I and I still look to those days. That's why that's why me and Tim are still friends to this day. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, no matter what, no matter what what happens in terms of this issue or that organization, me and Tim will always be friends because, you know, like we, we kind of, we all grew together in this space. Yeah. And um, he's a good dude, man. He's passionate. And, and that's what I enjoy about him. But, you know, he'll yeah. he, like passion is a double edged sword, you know, but he, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he might, he might get real fired up about something, but he's a yeah. good, I'll tell you what makes him a man in my opinion when he gets fired mm-hmm. up about something, but he realizes, hey, you know what? I think I went a little bit too far here or whatever. He's the, he'll be the first one to reach out to you. That's the one thing I will give Tim. <laughs> he will always have my respect. Yeah. Always. Because when at the heat of the bump stock debacle, mm-hmm. when everyone I'm talking about, man, I have never seen so much hate. I remember even even Tim was going hard. Mm-hmm. And I remember all periodically Tim would call me. He's like, yo, what's going on, man? He's like, I just want to let you know, no matter what, you know, I, you know, I have my misgivings with the NRA and so forth, but you know, you and I are always, we're good. And he's like, if there's any issue you have with anything I say, just let me know mm-hmm. and we can talk about it. 
Mm-hmm. And I have nothing but respect for him with respect to that. Mm-hmm. Nothing but respect. Me and Tanner have long have had long conversations about our different perspectives on certain issues. And 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 to be honest, it's like at that point, like what 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 am I going to say to the guy? He handled himself like a man, mm-hmm. you know. And he yeah. and he showed res- and he had respect for me, so I have no choice but to give that same respect back. Yeah, that's a very important thing in life, man. You have to, you know, uh, people always told me like a real friend, a real friend out there is worth their weight in gold. You know, there's lots of people that pretend to that, you know, but that's not what this is all about. Um, And one of the things I want to say, I don't know if we could talk about this because it's one of the taboos. So I'm going to try to hit it here and then move on to some other stuff. One of the taboos in the in the gun community that I find is talking about the black thing. I don't know if if you've run into this. You know, so what? Uh, say that again. You the, broke up for a little. The, the black thing, quote unquote. <laughs> why I keep playing with my my contacts are acting crazy, so that's uh, why I keep messing with my. Eyes, so you know. Oh, okay. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. So what? So one of the things I found is like you can't, you almost can't talk about being who you are, and you mm-hmm. know about like for for me, I'm a black person. You know, that's what you. That's what people see when they see me. It's what I see when I look in the mirror. It's what I am. It's the skin I wake up in every day. I, I know that. You know, you're. Um, you're going through that same thing. And it's kind of weird. Like no one wants you to talk about it. The thing mm-hmm. I would say is that one of the major reasons why I'm doing this is other people like me, starting with my brother, asked me to do this. You know, they were like, listen, you believe in this. You have the passion. You have the skills, the tools. You need to go out there and do this. And it would be horrible for me to do what I'm doing and pretend like this is not the skin I wake up in every day um how does that kind of stuff affect you how does that how does that kind of stuff affect you i have a feeling that you're going through those same things yeah i did and i have and i have since the very beginning like when i first started off on youtube i got nothing but racism Mm -hmm. (laughs) in the comment section it was pretty funny um Mm -hmm. and i was fresh so i had all the energy in the world to go back to to go toe-to-toe with the with the trolls Mm -hmm. um I think what's what, what what has happened is there are there's a large swath of people in the gun community who are the antithesis of the the kind of stereotypical representation of the white racist uh, people that a lot of the left likes to to shout. However, unfortunately for people like you and I, there are those people out there and we have to experience them. Mm-hmm. And so I think what tends to happen sometimes is when we talk about it, there are people in, the, in there, there are people in the community who think that it's an indictment on them. Mm-hmm. When in reality, all we're doing is just expressing our, our our conditions and and the experiences that we end up that we have. Mm-hmm. From ultra ultra right wing conservatives and then racism from ultra left wing uh, leftists, and so mm-hmm. there's a dynamic there, and, and, and there's a dynamic there that is always going to be in play based on this. Mm-hmm. There's always, and so now is it a, is it is it a crutch for me? Do I see myself as a victim? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to sit there and ignore reality either, and 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 think that okay, no, this is you know this is not happening at all, and it's very absolutely happening to me based on my skin color in that respect. Because, but at the same time, I've had experiences to the contrary. Like I mm-hmm. tell people all the time, like I've had situations I've been pulled over by a cop that I'm like, this dude looks like he's going to shoot me. <laughs> all right, right. <laughs> Need to end up on the side of the road talking mm-hmm. to him about guns for the next 30, 40 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so but the problem with that is we don't just get it from the non-blacks in the gun community. We even get it from our own people. Mm-hmm. Right. And. Now 
that what ends up happening is, for instance, let's take these these, these uh, police shootings, right? If a police shooting happens and I stop and I say, I want to wait one for all the facts so I can get a, get a better perspective and I'm going to look at this objectively. And all of a sudden I'm labeled a coon and Uncle Tom because I didn't come out full swinging, ranting and raving about how all cops are racist and pigs and they shall all die. Mm-hmm. And the reason I can't do that, I can't. I it's can't, not true. Honestly. Yeah. Exactly. My experiences have shown me it's not true. My mm-hmm. observation of other people's experience show me that that's not true. Mm-hmm. Does it happen? Does that exist? Absolutely. That's life. That's why I yeah. each case individually. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's, it's almost a kind of quadruple consciousness that you kind of have to have because there are a lot of there are a lot of people that look like me that just won't associate with me whatsoever just because of the whole NRA thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, or and so from that perspective, it's kind of like I'm, I'm not going to prove to you how black I am. But at the same time, I still want you to embrace this right. All right. I, I'm going to bring you. Talk to me, hash it out, have that conversation. I'm not going to prove to you. I'm going to sit here and try to prove to you how black I am. I'm just not going to do that because I don't feel like I need to. If you have but, to prove it, then, you know, you're already in trouble. <laughs> but but yeah. but you're absolutely right. You know, it's, it's a dynamic that that when we do speak on it, I only ask that you understand that it's not an indictment on you. It's merely addressing a situation or an issue that does very much exist. Right. And it's it's unfortunate because there are people out there like that and we have to encounter them. You're not going to encounter them because you don't look like us. Right. It, this but is this we, is the reality of of um, of how we live. Like you were saying, when you get I, I know I got pulled over and I threw up the video. What people don't realize is in that sheriff's department, there was a guy, a white guy who was in that department. And he told me, OK, they did this to you because of your color, your skin color. Mm-hmm. And and here's what I want you to do. You can get the video. I want you to put it out. I didn't want to put the video out. Yeah. But he was like, I think you need to. You know, because this is a thing that's repeatedly happening. Um, just to explain it really quick, there's like a, a, a family, there was a black family that has this big party every year and they kind of shut down things and people that come in create lots of problems. So the sheriff's department reacts to that and, and how they react to it is just anyone they catch going up and down that road, which is like a main road, they pulled, mm-hmm. that's black, they pulled them over, um, which gotcha. is not the way to react to it. And this guy wanted me to do something. So white guy. Yeah. You know, and, and, and he's yeah. like, no, I want you to do something. I know this is going to be uncomfortable, but you're the person to do something. So this is why this goes both ways. And people need to understand that, you know, that this is a thing that we do have to discuss. It's who we are. And, you know, there's many sides to this thing. On top of the fact that I see I see folks out there all the time that appreciate us doing what we're doing uh, and and not just representing uh, Americans or the gun community, the Second Amendment as a whole, but specifically telling people that people that look like us, you can you can come out of the closet and admit <laughs> that you believe in guns. You believe in the Second Amendment, you know, because we're because we did it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I remember if if I had let my preconceived notions dictate my actions, I don't think I would be where I am now. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I say that, like, for instance, like I remember the first shooting competition that I went to, I did an IDPA shooting competition and I was terrified to go. Cause I was like, I'm going to be out here in the backwoods and there's going to be all these racist white people and they're going to hang me. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going to shoot a couple of them. They're going to go. Me, yeah. They're going to go deliverance on you. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so wrong. Yeah. I was so wrong. I was embarrassed. Right. right? Uh, they were so helpful. They were so happy to see me there. We were t- from two totally, we were from totally different worlds. Yeah. But we. But had country people are good people. 
Country people absolutely. are good people. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And our differences weren't really because of our skin color. It was because of our upbringing. I'm a city kid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right, so, right. And, 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 you know, a lot of people are it's only purely based on my skin color. It's just, it's just cultural. Mm-hmm. Right. And I remember leaving that day feeling guilty. Like don't ever do that again. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't ever pre- have preconceived notions about people ever yeah. again. Take yeah. them one at a time, take them as they come. And then at that point you make an assessment based on what they show you from a character standpoint. Mm-hmm. And that is not a very popular belief to be held in a lot of our spaces in the communities that you and I are part of. Um, and it's, it's almost seen as being an apologist. And, and that's mm-hmm. not the case. What the case is, is because I've had people that look like me treat me like shit. Mm-hmm. I had people like me betray me. Uh, people like look like me hurt me. Mm-hmm. So I'm a, my, only, my only conclusion is I take people one at a time, right? Yeah. I don't have any preconceived notions. You show me who you are and I'll believe you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, look, I know it's uncomfortable. I get it. I have lots of friends out there and I know I know I understand why it's an uncomfortable thing. And I agree with you, man. I've seen people of all 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 colors, uh, you know, get along, treat each other good. And then and then the same thing. A lot of times it's always people that look exactly like you. that are trying to tear you down and destroy you. That's what we see all over the world. Same thing. All colors. You know, you'll see everyone in Russia trying to, like, take out other Russians or, you know, you'll, you'll see that all over the world. But I think it's important for us to talk about these things so that the people out there that this might be a barrier that's holding them back. Mm-hmm. You know, they can see that. See, you know, because you lived it and you experienced it. Yeah. Therefore, you're you're responsible to get out there and let people know this is not really true. People aren't going to really go. Some. There's a, there's a likelihood that someone might go deliverance on you. I don't want to say there's zero <laughs> deliverance likelihood, <laughs> but for the for the, for the absolute most part, you know, most people in the gun community as a whole, man. Like I find them. Lola is always surprised how I'll go anywhere. Like I'll go anywhere in the country that I have no idea where I'm at, and I'll just yeah. I'm just talking and hanging out to people, and she's like, "This is, you know, this is crazy." I'd be like, "Yeah, but but I know something about these guys. They're gun guys." You know, yeah, and and that's yeah. the common thing. But if we don't talk about it, even though it's embarrassing and it hurts some people, like, okay, why do we have to talk about it? We do have to talk about it so that we can move through it. We can't just like ignore it and pretend it doesn't exist. So, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. that's that's how we get through it. All right, I want to get some things here. So, uh, if you don't mind, if can you I have one point real quick? Yes, go I ahead. I'm sorry. A, I'm sorry. Yeah, I gotta do. A, I gotta do a humble brag because I I glanced over at the chat and mm-hmm. I saw some people blaming. The internet connection on me. Somebody said my <laughs> crappy computer. My computer is not crappy. Okay. Oh boy. I am on a 5G Wi-Fi connection symbol. I, I wish I was on Ethernet because then I could really, I could really make my. <laughs> yeah, you're on Wi-Fi, man. So don't even start that conversation. I'm hard lined in. You're on Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi well, means I, nothing. I have fiber wire. What, what, what? You're still on Wi-Fi, dude. That's. Yeah, see, and then the thing freezes. <laughs> Wi-Fi is limited. <laughs> if you're not hardwired, plugged in, you got nothing to say. No. <laughs> Listen, I think it's a good conversation regardless of what's going on. Um, uh, there's a couple of things. Okay, so I just got a thing here. Um, people say, there's some folks out there saying, I hope that we can still have a voice like you. You've been a voice on like Hannity, Joe Rogan, uh, Bill mm-hmm. Maher, and all that kind of stuff. Maybe there's some people concerned about that. Uh, what do you say to that? Don't worry. 
There's no in, in the words in words in words of a good friend of mine. There are no showstoppers where we're going. As far as I'm concerned, we are going to be fighting this as well and as well as possible. And 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 I don't I don't I get tired, but then I don't get tired of doing this. Mm-hmm. And and what I think there is a shift that's happening. It's kind of quiet, and right now it's being drowned out by a lot of noise. I think we'll find we're in a good place, not in a perfect place, not in an ideal place, but in a place that that can give us grounding to really kind of start fighting this from the perspective that I think we need to. Yeah, Um, I'm actually I'm pretty hopeful. Yeah. Uh, Also, by the way, just on behalf of me, man, if there's something that, you know, you need to do and because you don't have the resources to do it. You, you do mm-hmm. need to reach out to the community, reach out to someone, me, other folks, whatever. Don't like not do that thing because you don't feel like you have the resources. Maybe we, you know, I'm not saying, not even maybe, we will figure out some way to help you do what needs to be done. Absolutely. That's, that's no, what I, I feel think, about I'm that. Glad, I'm glad you said that out loud because I will take you up on that. Yeah, absolutely, man. If you need something to get done and you don't have the backing for whatever reason to do it, let us know. We will figure that out. We'll make it happen. Okay, I think that's really important. Uh, someone someone wants to ask this question: Would you consider being an advocate for the GOA? Did you oh. get that? Did you get that? Say it again. You broke up. Yeah. Would you consider no, no, being an advocate for the V uh, for the GOA? That actually almost happened at one point. Um, quite as kept, they didn't really want anything to do with me. So <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that was really, really kind of really earlier on. Um, Mm-hmm. So I mean I'm not I'm not I'm not against the idea. Um, mm-hmm. As far as I'm concerned, I'm I'm, I'm going to go in the fight where I think I'm best suited to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to put me in a position to be the most effective. So okay. I'm, I'm not against I'm not against anything at this point. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. If you if you um, if you need to have some contacts over there or whatever. Listen, I see people echoing my sentiment. I think if if there's something out there that needs to be done, you've been put into this position that lots of people know you. And regardless of what happens, they're going to go after you or whatever. Or they might request for you to come in and have something to say. So, you know, I, I think like affiliations don't mean anything. You're in the gun community. Absolutely. You Absolutely. Know? So whatever it is, whoever it is you're rocking and rolling with, um, it's all good. I don't know if uh, we've got like a couple, we've got like eight minutes here. So if people have questions, you know, or if you have okay. things you want to answer. Look, I want to show you something. This is the only thing I have to show off because I always have it. Do you know what this is? No. You don't know what this is? That, is, that, is that like a, a game? Uh, what's, that, what's that called? The, the switchback? Yes. But here, I'm going to show you something. I'm going to open this and show you what I have in there. This is what I I have in mind. Okay. (laughs) All right. Okay. (laughs) This is something that I got that I can show off to you right now. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. You got to call me on guard right now. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. Goes right in this bag. I'm just saying this is is the full conceal. This is the full conceal Glock 19 with a 33-round magazine for the people listening on audio. Wow. I can't see. Boom. That's pretty dope. Yeah. And I actually carry this with me all the time, man. It's in my backpack or I just take it, throw it in the car or whatever. So when I'm rolling around, I have stuff, you know. I always yeah. have something on me as just well. Just give me a new idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just give me some credit yeah, for it, you know what I'm saying? Because I, 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 I don't feel <laughs> on it. I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm I'm to let the world know. I got this from Hank Strange. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Uh, 
Someone says it's a, a brony bag. I did have a, a My Little Pony thing that I did, but I got rid of that. You know, it wasn't it wasn't quite like up to macho ness. Lola made me buy that from uh, Walmart. <laughs> uh, Richard Hughes wants to know what's your favorite gun. Let's get some of those questions in, guys. We'll do a lightning That's, round. That is such an asshole question. Do you know how hard it is for me to say what my favorite gun? Is? <laughs> Okay. Right. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm just. I'm, I'm gonna be a loser and say it's the advocate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> you know. Okay. On you for that. Let's. Uh, let me see. Here. I'm gonna ask you something. Here's a question that I thought in my brain, not related to guns. Who do you think out there would you say is the um, is the most underrated rapper out there that people don't even like know that that guy exists? Right. Hold on. Say. You broke up. Say it again. Yeah. Who would you say is a like a, a underrated rapper that people don't really know about? That's like flying under the radar. Who? Um. I listen to so much trash rap. It's hard to say. <laughs> okay. uh, I can't think of anyone. Okay. Because here's here's the reason why. Like like for instance, one of the people that came to my mind was Gunna. But okay, gonna okay. It's trap, so it's like it's kind of hard to say he's underrated because he's a mumble rapper, mm-hmm. and so you get what I'm saying. It's yeah. like for me, in lane and space, I think Gunna is underrated. Um, so I'll, 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 I'll stay. I'll leave it there. Yeah, I'm with mumble rap. You know, I like it. I'm kind of old school. I'm gonna say Partisan Fontaine. You ever heard of him? No, Partisan Fontaine. Okay, have you heard of Cardi B? Are you Team Cardi or are you Team uh, what's the name of the other one? Uh, Nicki Nicki Minaj. Which team are you on? <laughs> You're gonna have I don't to have, answer. I don't have anything against any of them. <laughs> I don't really listen to their music. Now we'll say this: every once in a while, Cardi will Cardi will hit a verse, and I'm like, "Whoa, okay, okay, that was kind of nice. <laughs> like, yeah." So you know, like, so there's, there's that. So that's why that's why I'm asking you because Partisan Fontaine is the guy who does a lot of the writing for Cardi B. That's who uh, writes her stuff. Okay, well, yeah. he's doing a good job because there are times I'm like, "Oh, he's strong." Okay. Yeah. So look up a song. There's a song with Cardi B and Partisan Fontaine called Backing It Up. Uh-huh. Yeah, you should check okay. that out. I think I think Partisan Fontaine has some skills. I'm like, I'm from the old school. So like I went to, I actually went to high school with uh, the old school rapper Father MC, but I grew up uh-huh. in the 80s. So you know, uh, I'm like okay. LL Cool J, all that. Kind of, I'm lyrical. I'm the lyrical kind of dude, you know? So yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a mood. I'm a mood kind of guy. Like it, it's, yeah. it's whatever energy the music is giving me. Yeah. Is what I'm about yeah. Yeah, I like all kinds of stuff. Okay, let's see. Did anyone come up with any other questions here? I don't know. Okay, special case says Lamborghini or McLaren. Hmm. I'm going to say Koenigsegg. <laughs> I'm going to say 177. Oh, 177. The Aston Martin 177. Oh, the Aston Martin. Okay, all right. They've only made, they only made 77 of them, and I think they're like two mil. Um, Is, uh, but if I have... If I have to live with either the um, uh, what was it again? What was the, it, Lambo or, or McLaren? McLaren. Uh, I'm probably gonna go Lambo. I did a video for my um, my advocate. I did. Um, I, I rented a Lamborghini Huracan. Yeah, Huracan. Yeah, for the video. Yeah, um, and I love that thing. I would say I would say Lambo also, and I'll tell you why because it's an Audi. There Pretty much, go. yeah. Yeah, and the story. I mean, that, I'm going to lie, the Huracan felt like I was driving a souped-up Audi R8. 
Yeah, it is. It's basically it's the same engine and all that kind of stuff. So uh, McLarens are cool. I really I, listen. I like McLarens. They're really cool, but they burn down a lot. So <laughs> yeah. there's, a, there's a my level of Spartan interior stops at Porsche. I think there's a there's a clinicalness to the McLarens that kind of leave me wanting a little bit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, it doesn't give me that 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 kind of raw excitement. Now I haven't driven a lot of them, but from what I have experienced, it's kind of you know it's it's cool. Yeah. So here, yeah, someone wants and in, to in Dallas. There are a ton of them. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Kentucky's native says, uh, "Have you shot the CMMG MK47?" Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Jason St. Pierre says, "A pity you were never on Top Gear or Grand Tour." You can might you might still get on Grand on uh, Grand Tour. Don't tell me with a good time. Huh? Don't tip me, don't tip me yeah. with a good time. I mean, they kind they kind of retired. They kind of retired, but they're still doing videos, and they do like guns. They do like guns. Yeah, see, that's the thing though, because you put me on that show. I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna bring the. Yeah. Than I did my videos. You put me on their, their show. I'm going to bring the gun side of it into the car world. Yeah. So don't yeah. don't do a good. Let me tell you yeah. something. If you ever do get on Grand Tour, I will be your assistant. That's just tell them this guy's my assistant. <laughs> yeah. For sure. No. Yeah. And I will actually work as your assistant. I will take notes. I will get you coffee. <laughs> You know, whatever it is, I just want to like hang out. I love Jeremy Clarkson, James May, uh, Richard Hammond. Those are my boys. Yeah, people yeah. don't realize Jeremy is a brilliant writer. Yeah, like, he's a phenomenal writer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he, I, I draw a lot of inspiration from Jerry Clark, from yeah. Jeremy Clarkson. Yeah, and he keeps tweak. He keeps tweaking. Uh, he keeps tweaking those shows. Uh, uh, yeah. BWE Firearm says, "What's your favorite subgun?" Ooh. Um, favorite subgun. Oh. Ooh. Oh man. It's it's, a battle. Is it is it an MP5? It's a battle between my Zenith MP5 and the Sig MPX. Mm. Okay. Okay. It's a battle. Close. Really? Really? Okay. All right. Uh, opt out of gun control says civic or focus, but he's just being. He's, I'm sure he's being funny. Wait, what? <laughs> he says civic or focus. Uh, which one would you? I, w- I had a civic. I had a civic. I had a civic in high school. Yeah, I've had. Yeah, I've had a civic. Yeah, I'm a Honda guy. I've had several Hondas. I've had a Civic, Honda Civic, mm-hmm. a Honda S2000, which is badassery. Yeah, they are. They you are. Um, yep. And I had a Honda Prelude. But um, oh, I think. Man. Love the Preludes. Yeah. Oh, man, I love the Prelude. Yeah. The Prelude's a bit. But I would probably say Focus, though, right? Because I think you can get, like, the Focus, they kind of put a lot more stuff into the. Fo- the Civic, you can get a Type R or whatever, and it's cool, yeah. but. But the focus, you can. I think you can get the focus all wheel drive. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm all wheel drive. So there's a feminine quality to the Civic that I can never quite shake. So mm-hmm. I probably would do. Probably would do. Yeah. Um, lots of people are throwing out car stuff here. Uh, let's see. People are talking about music. Lots of music. I like all kinds of music. Yeah. Y'all gonna make me throw out this Aston Martin video tonight. Yeah. Throw it out. <laughs> Put it out. <laughs> yeah, are you gonna put it out tonight? Or are you putting it? When are you putting uh, this? I, I might put it out tonight. I'm supposed to go watch fireworks, but I think I might put it out tonight. Okay, put it out tonight. I'll be on the lookout for it, but or tag me or something. Someone wants me to ask you about watches. I don't do. I don't see any watch on the wrist. I don't know. Uh, not right now. I, I have. I'm. I'm a watch guy, but I'm not a watch connoisseur because the watches that I love are way too expensive for me to afford, and then I wear the same watch. So. 
because I run around in sweats a lot, I'm usually just wearing an Apple Watch. But for the most part, I have I have two Rolexes. I have a Rolex Submariner, and then I have a um, a Rolex Datejust. So the Submariner is kind of like my daily, and then my Datejust is kind of like going out for the night. Yeah, every day. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. yeah. If you were w- rocking a watch, what would you have? I've got a, I've got this Tudor uh, Black Bay Bronze. If I were, say that again. This is a, if you were w- rocking a watch, which one would it be? I've got a Tudor uh-huh. Black Bay Bronze. That's what I'm I've always wanted a, I've always wanted a, a Rolex Presidential mm-hmm. with, uh, with the black face. Okay. So then here, I've let me. Wanted, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, Presidential with the black face. Okay. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you this: uh, AP or Patek? I appreciate Patek. They're a little too subtle for my style, <laughs> so I probably go AP. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the old school industrial look. For anyway, I don't know if people know what we're no, talking like, about. Like, like I can see, like I see the beauty in Patek, right? Like mm-hmm. Patek Philippe is, is they make beautiful watches. They're just a little too, too- understated for my style. Oh, okay. You're saying understated. I think they're too refined. I like the brute savagery. That's a, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, of a, of a yeah of an AP. Um, someone okay. So Brian Quick keeps asking about Billy Ocean. He says, uh, "Will Colin just put Billy Ocean get out of my dreams? Get into my car." Uh, he says, "Can you just put Billy Ocean's get out of my dreams? Get into my car in the video?" No. <laughs> 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 uh, people do want to see this. People do want to see this video, so I'm going to encourage you to okay. put that video well, up I'll, there. I'll drop it tonight. I'll drop it tonight. Yeah. How I'll long is it? How long is the video? It's like, it's like seven minutes. Yeah. Okay. Right. All right. Yeah. Hold on. Is it, yeah. It's like no. I think it might be longer. It might be seven to ten minutes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So and then by the way, uh, let's see. All right. Seven minutes. Yeah. So throw it up tonight, and then we could, uh, you know. Okay. Yeah. I'll, so I'll throw it up there. Yeah. You guys can, you guys can, um, you know, I know there's people jumping in now. You guys can watch the replay. Here's what I'll do, man. I'll ask Colin to come back and we'll do this again when the internet's not broken or whatever yeah. it is that's going on here. We'll get my it. computer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fine. Whatever. I have no idea what it is, but we'll do it. We'll do it again. Okay. So before we get out of here, man, how, what would you like the folks out there to do? How can they support you? You know, what can the people out there do to help you out right now? The biggest thing that people can do is I make my videos specifically for people to take them and share them with people who don't agree with you. So you so you can say here, watch this. And I try to purposely keep them to a certain link because I know people who don't agree with us aren't going to watch a 20 minute video. Mm -hmm. So share, 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 share. That's Mm -hmm. one of the biggest things Um, I, I do have a subscription. Um, a support a supporters subscription thing on Facebook that you can join as well. Um, but for the most part, share, 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 share. That's the thing. Share the message, spread it far and wide. Not just mine, but everyone's. Whether it be you, your message, anyone else in the gun industries, uh, any any influencer in the industry that's two way. Just share because right now we're battling a behemoth of a media. around we really fight this is with information and the only way we do this is by sharing the content that we all make yeah absolutely i mean the the we're working against the algorithm which which is pretty strong okay someone wants to know what's your favorite youtube channel so that's out there um 
Wait, 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 just in general? They Okay, they didn't say gun channel, so I'm going to go with YouTube channel because it's dangerous to get into your favorite gun channel waters. I've been watching the Hodge twins like crazy. Oh, really? I love them. They're hilarious. <laughs> Uh, okay, there's nothing wrong with that. They're kind of crazy. I see them on Steven Crowder, but I've never really. I got. I guess I got to start checking out their channel. So I started watching the Hodge Twins when I was getting when I was like really getting into um, lifting. Okay. And, and I was doing intermittent fasting. Like I'm doing intermittent fasting right now. Okay. And so I was watching the Hodge Twins there, and then I just kind of watched the progression. Now that they have the Conservative Twins channel, they're just hilarious to me. Like I, I love those guys. Okay, cool. I like. I watch a lot of TFL Car, TFL Now. And all that kind of stuff. TFL truck. Those guys, I think, do a good job. Um, they're they're in Colorado yeah. and they do a good job of uh, car stuff. So um, they, they seem to, like down to earth. Car channel wise, I'm more of a car review. So I like I tend to like. Um, God, man, my memory's so bad. I forgot his name. Um, I, I can't remember it. He's he's a car review. I love him a lot. Um, he's on Top Gear right now. Um, oh, um, I know who you're talking about. I can't believe uh, Chris, not Chris. Uh, Chris, yeah, no, no, Chris. Uh, yeah, is it uh, Chris Harris? Chris, Chris Harris. Harris, yes, Chris Harris. Sorry, yes. how can I? Yeah. Can I not yeah. get that? Also, I watch know, Drive Tribe. Drive Tribe belongs to. Um, I know Drive Tribe. Yeah, Drive Tribe's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so okay, someone said this is gonna be the last thing, and then we got to get out of okay. here, guys. Um, so Steadly wants to know Bruger and Thomit or versus FM FN. Which one? Oh, B and T, B and T or FN? Uh, hello. Yeah. 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 B and T or FN? Yeah, F FN. 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 Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's cool. Can't do that. All right. So listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna end it here. Stay right there, man. I'm gonna drop the um, I'm gonna drop the end of this thing right now. Boom on you guys. Thanks to everyone for listening. Make sure you thumbs up this video. Make sure you share, comment, leave your questions and all that kind of stuff. Uh, as Coleon is saying here, uh, make sure you share this, right? Because that's the that's the big thing that you guys need to do. Share it up. We'll get him to come back at some time. But in the meanwhile, thanks a lot for coming on, man, and, and uh, answering all these questions and stuff like that. No problem, and I'm, I'm yeah. going to try to drop that video right now. So. All right, cool. All right, yeah, drop it right now. Before I leave, I'll watch it and share it, make a comment. And I invite all you guys that are still hanging out with us. we got like 200 people in here with us live right now. Go check out on uh, Colian Noir's YouTube the video he's dropping and comment and share and all that. Let's get it popping. Any last words, my friend? Yes, sir. Um, thank you. Oh. Thank you to everybody in the community. Thank you for you know, making me who I am today, where I am today. Um, the support has been amazing and I love all of you. Yeah. And uh, folks out there saying thank you. They're saying never stop fighting. Um, you know, uh, people are asking about whiskey and stuff like that. We'll get to those things. Shout out to everyone. Listen, I'll come back and we'll, 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 yeah, get it we'll do it again. Tomorrow's the 4th of July. Happy Independence Day to everyone out there. Uh, stay safe. Have fun. You know, uh, enjoy, enjoy the family and all those good things, man. I hope you have a, a happy, safe 4th of I July. I will be working and drinking. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Good combo. Good combo. All right, guys. We're out of here. We'll see you. Peace. All right, guys.